Hello. The Tim Pool is the NPC, you know, and you're a real, a real human being. Of course, the new uh, industrial revolution offers us many opportunities, but it raises many fold questions on the ethical, but even legal uh, implications, and we have to be prepared for it. And that's what we want to do in Davos next year. Talk about technology and how the ways it can be deployed, uh, you know, that contribute to growth rather than exacerbate unemployment how will that implement itself so join the digital revolution in ukraine in europe and in the world through our state platform united we are launching a major digital initiative digital for freedom everyone will be able to contribute to the development of digital infrastructure the way you like it's a big question mark it was run by the CIA's brainwashing experts. Here at McGill University in Montreal, the fund found three projects worth financing. They supported an extensive study of witch doctors in Nigeria. This is, How investigators uh, wondered, did native healers cure many illness? When I asked them, how much lithium did you want to put me on exactly? It took them four days to answer because they were embarrassed about the amount, right? And I refused to take this, right? You understand that if I had taken the medication, I would not be here and it would have been, woe is, he was deeply troubled. We miss him. We love his music, though. Well, they would have Britney Spears, too. I mean, look, they, they would have Michael Jackson or, or worse, yeah. Exactly. And it replaces maybe um, the workforce or jobs faster than we can replace them with the new jobs. So uh, not everybody can be a robot polisher and so on. I've practiced Chinese water torture on myself. I love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis. <laughs>
I have not been this excited about a show in a long time. Shane Cashman's the fucking real deal, so I'm pumped. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like this. This one is one. I'll be honest. It like fell in my lap. Just like someone was like, "Hey, you should talk to this guy." And then like I usually like if someone I don't really know, I mean I dug him to a little bit before I like even agreed to it. It's like, okay, there's enough here to dig into it. And once I started really digging, I'm like, all right, there's some shit here. I'm like, dude, dude let's fucking go. <laughs> you know? You'll know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get let's get top in here. What's up, my dude? You're hey, what's up? What's yeah, up? man. I, I share the sentiment that uh Clint shares, man. This is probably gonna be one of my f- most favorite people to talk to. Uh, just, just like, like digging through his work, work briefly. I am super stoked, so I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, I do want to preface. Uh, I guess this will be kind of a, uh, you know, I guess a caveat for me, the first talking point. But if you guys saw that little intro, there was that one little bit where it's like Tim Pool's an NPC, and I actually used to kind of think that, and then, uh, then just recently, I saw the episode with Shane Cashman and Eliza. And towards the end, he kind of alluded to that it seems to be maybe his sentiments changed on Ye a little bit. And I actually said to Shane, kind of in one of our interactions before the show at one point, that like this is kind of my ultimate litmus test, like your take on Ye. And Tim just kind of by the end passed. And it kind of makes me like, all right, maybe there, there's clearly some more going on here. I'm not, I'll be honest. I'm not going to follow Tim Pool a lot. I only watch him and like some of my friends around there. But like when he said that, I'm like, all right, you know what, dude, this could be something like I, I'm looking forward to like uh, seeing top Clint uh, talk to talk to Tim, see where that goes. I think there's something there. I'm kind of interested to see what Shane has to say. Maybe he's a uh, maybe he can allude more to like kind of uh, his thoughts now. Uh, maybe it's not as simple as before. And uh, I don't know. I He's right on. He's right with us in the whole age. Let's do this, dude. <laughs> Shane. What's good? What's good, guys? What's up, I appreciate man? the kind words. I was having yeah. like flashbacks. For yay. Saying Tim's an NPC because. I was watching that happen on my phone, like in the airport on the way to go see him. So, and at that time I'm talking to Tim, I'm like, yo, <laughs> cool with this, right? <laughs> and he's like, he was like, yeah, man. I was like, all right, thank you so much. You know, cause I was, I was you know, I, I think Tim had just had no idea who Ye was. I think he knew of him as like a cultural person, but that, I don't think he ever really, knew much and it just so happened that i happen to be someone who's been very invested in yay since college dropout um you know since i was a freshman in college and uh, it just it just happened i remember going to the airport that day and he's just burning everything down on alex jones and i'm like this is uh i felt like i was flying into the war zone but yeah shout out to tim for letting me do it no matter what he was saying <laughs> he still was like do it and my light might explode. I think it, I just heard it pop. So it's, I'm in a haunted show now. So <laughs> my bad if I get abducted. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I highly suggest you got, you wrote two articles on your interaction with Ye. For those who don't know, shortly after you went and interviewed Ye, it was really great stuff. I've read the first one. I'm like, I was, it was one of those articles I stayed gripped and I like, I like, I had to take a couple breaks because I have kids and stuff, but like I still kept be like, God damn, I just need to get to build a point where I can take a break so I can read the more. Like, re- like, so I kept coming back to it, and um, yeah, it was definitely worth it. It was a good article. You, you're a great writer. I'll, I'll give you that. Like, and uh, I'm actually kind of guy typically doesn't really care for like articles. I either read like the smallest of stuff, like fucking tweets, or like the longest of shit, like full on books. I don't normally dig into articles, but like this that one, it didn't me. read like an article. It read like yeah. a like a novella. If that makes any sense, it was like a yeah. short story. He had me uh, fully engulfed with it. 
Um, I was, uh, it was funny because I was, I only had like five pages before Ye showed up to IRL that day because I was already writing something about him. I was already writing something for people to read to take him and his presidency seriously, his candidacy. Um, and then it just so happened that it fell into that. And uh, I had a lot to say. Couldn't stop. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the reason I appreciate it is like, it's not even that, I, like, I think you are a great writer, but it's not even that you're a great writer, but it's that you have great things to say. And there's, it's very rare that a writer, in my experience, has much to say. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> like, like they think they do, but they don't. Because yeah. it's yeah. it's all kind of rehashed, reiterated talking points from, you know, liberal accepted conversation, the, yep. the Overton window. And you're just like, uh, let me fucking blast every window in this motherfucker. And, <laughs> and I, I love that. And I mean, even when you said it explicitly, you know, you've always uh, kind of looked up to people that, that are willing to do that. I feel a kindred spirit in that regard. I'm like, I'm like, I am willing to take personal damage to tell the truth. And I think that oh, yeah. there's not enough people like that. So anytime I find one, I'm like, all right, this is my yeah, job. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I was very upset with people on the left and the right, just not understanding what Ye was doing, especially mm -hmm. that week. Also many years before, but especially that week. And people who I would, you know, for the most part, be like, I look up to them, but like I listen to them. And I think they're right a lot of the times. And I mentioned some of them in the article. I'm just like, they've been right about a lot of stuff, but they've been wrong about the most important stuff. And for me, like you were saying, Jose, like Ye is a litmus test for a lot of these reasons with certain people, you know, I've kind of, for whatever reason, always looked at Ye as, um, you know, someone who is kind of setting the standard for art in general and just the conversation, you know, whether it's politics, music, fashion. And it's not like, I, I don't even like, I'm not a big fan of fashion. I don't have Yeezy. I don't like rock any of that stuff. I, but I love his art. I love what he does. And uh, yeah, I saw the opportunity to kind of tell it the way I saw it. Um, and I was, it just, that kind of fell on my lap. I did not expect, you know, the day before I didn't know the day was going to be there. Um, and then I woke up with a message from, from Tim saying, you should probably come by. In my mind, I literally knew what was happening. I, no one told me until I got there, but I was like, oh, I think I know what's going on. Um, but yeah, it felt good to like kind of give my take and uh, you know, a lot of Just flack for it from friends, but whatever. Out of curiosity, did you, do you feel like you understand him better or like did, I, I'm sure because I have a very similar feeling towards him uh, after watching him for 20 years and just, you know, loving everything he did basically. Um, I'm just curious if like one, do you have a better opinion of him, a lesser opinion? Did he, did he meet the standard that you expected? And also is he, does he come across as special? Like, does he come across as like a, a star just in regular conversation? <laughs> yes. Uh, I, on the way out there, I will say, I was like, I'm going to be let down. I'm, all, I'm always prepared to be let down. And I don't look up to literally anybody, I, but I respect the shit out of him. And uh, I was like, I'm going to get out there. And it's just going to be terrible. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then the second I saw him, and that would be the, the in LA, and that's the first time since we talked briefly at IRL, right after he walked out, he was like, sm all smiles. He remembered me. He was referencing things already that we had talked about. And so I immediately felt like just like comfortable to just say whatever I felt like saying, even if it was questioning things I didn't agree with or whatever. It was just or understand. Um, but yeah, after that weekend, I, I literally I kept joking about this, but I, I think I levitated home. Like I, it <laughs> felt like I was with someone who was uh, it ex he exceeded my expectations because I got to see him do all the things that I was really interested in. 
whether it was making music, talking politics, you know, dealing with business stuff. Um, I saw. You got to see Kanye in the lab. at it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was crazy. Um, <laughs> and, you so know, I think cool. I think I think um, I think I was like actually invested in a story that was going to be different than what a lot of other people were saying about him, especially after what had happened that week. Because that week was like, if you even mention his name, it was like Voldemort for people. And yeah. you know, I just would I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't have it. And um, so the first thing I said to him, I was like, it's been a beautiful week. Right. And he loved that. Cause like, I'm sure he's been inundated with texts like that whole weekend, people saying, don't do this. Don't say that you're making me depressed. And I was just like, dude, fuck that. <laughs> Like, this is great. This is exciting. This is what you've always done. Like literally what you've always done. This is just like the next step of that. So yeah, I left feeling like ultra fired. Um, And and he knew that I think from the beginning. So he allowed me to see him go to church. You know, we went to church together. We went to Bible study together. We went to the studio together and, you know, wrote lyrics and he, I did the Instagram thing and like all this stuff. So I, I was like, I left felt like I, I was in a dream. I felt like a make a wish kid. <laughs> hey Shane, uh, this is an odd question, but did uh do you know or did it come up at all? Does does uh does Kanye have? I'm gonna keep calling him Kanye because whatever. <laughs> does does he have a uh, perfect pitch or relative pitch or uh, synesthesia or something like that? Does did that come up? Do you know that? Um, it come up. I don't know about perfect pitch, but he definitely has said before he has synesthesia. Uh, he said that. So I think he does. Yeah, he's in other interviews like years ago. Yeah, I, I'd actually written an article, a review of his gospel album. And when I was writing that, I'd been researching. And he said that in a few places that he, when he hears sounds, he sees certain colors. So he okay. applies that. And I think that's been the case. I mean, when you go, when you know that, you go back, you can look at like Jesus and you can kind of feel colors when you, when you look yes. at Jesus or Life of Pablo or literally anything he does. Um, so you're sure with the synesthesia. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly what I thought. Uh, well, whenever somebody kind of resonates with me, all, like as a musician, especially, I always uh, think right away, is this person, if they, if they have synesthesia, they're doing it subconsciously, sort of, but if they have perfect pitch, they can do it more accurately. And it's just interesting how people can manipulate these, I'm, I'm going to get very Ian Cross on here, but they manipulate these vibrations to us to make you feel a certain mm-hmm. way that could be spoken word or music or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't surprise me. And everybody else needs to get on this shit because these guys made fun of me for my whole uh, vibrational theory, <laughs> no, but it's real. I I think he understands even down to like a word by word level how to cause that kind of vibrate people. Like Bingo. sitting with him and um, so like I think it was in the second story, uh, he and I are sitting in his hotel room and I don't realize it at first, but I uh, I think maybe five, ten minutes into it, I'm like, oh, I'm writing an Instagram post for Kanye. I didn't know it. I'm just like, what are we doing? We're just talk- throwing words and ideas back and forth. Then he hands me his phone and I'm finishing a Instagram post. But like in doing that, I'm, I'm seeing him being like, what word is going to cause the most damage? You know, what name in to cause the most damage? So once I realized we were doing that, I was like, okay, okay. So if we're using Instagram, we want to, let's bring in Zuckerberg. That's good. Cause we just talked about the Jews all week. So we'll do, we'll do that. You know, and we'll throw in, um, you know, who, who else can we throw in? It happened to be Jay-Z's birthday. So it's just like, who can throw in this? That was the whole Elon's a, a clone uh, situation, but going through that, it was, uh, you know, every single word, we must've written like 20 verses or drafts of that uh, before it even went live. And it was hilarious. 
uh, we were just laughing back and forth and wild to see that like just get sent into the ether and then within minutes people are hitting him up being like i think i know like he is a clone but we were kind of just trolling right he might mean it but like we were also just like it's a funny thought that he was thinking all morning and then yeah he must have had like 20 messages being like i have proof of elon being a clone (laughs) all right sick Yeah, it, it is funny. Like, I was reading your article, and I've also seen him in, like, interviews where he gets, like, really hyper-focused on specific words or even things like body language. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. uh, he I don't remember the specific passage in your article, but there was something along the lines where he was kind of, like, making out, like, like English is, like, less than 30% of this. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, it's kind of like it's about yeah. the other stuff. And so, like, a lot of people get focused on the specific words he said. Like, is this exact? Is it that? And it's like, no, you need to, like, back up and see the whole picture and see what's going on here. This is, like, performance art. And it's, like, kind of funny because, like, uh, especially this group, like, because we have our other show, Tower Gang, and, like, we kind of are all shit posters and came from that world. Like, it's, it's like, we I could kind of see, like, Top and Clint were big yay fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was never, like, a big Yay fan, but, like, I kind of, like, got a vibe for what he was going for, especially once I watched, like, the Tim cast, and especially once I watched, like, the InfoWars interview, and I'm like, okay, I get it, because I saw the clips, and for me, I don't, like, I'm never, like, especially coming from the shitpost world, I don't see this, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my stars and garters and clutch my pearls, (laughs) like, I'm like, I just kind of laugh at the absurdity, and then, like, I'm like, if I'm really interested, maybe I'll go check it out, but I'm not gonna, like, freak out, I'm not gonna, like, try to drag this dude over, like, something I saw out of context, like if I really want to go that way, I'm gonna like dig into it, and I did, and then I'm like, oh, I see what it is. Like that's a lot of times what happens with shit posting, where someone will say something, but it's like you'll say it in such a way that it causes this like bifurcation to where it's like you almost intentionally create these two camps, where you have your people who get what you're saying, they get mm-hmm. the signal you're sending out, you're sending out that in group signal, but the out group, they're like, what, what the fuck did you just say? You can't fucking say that. And like the, and that see, that was what I felt that's, from that's like every yay. tweet from top ever sent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yay yay did it in such a way where it's it's kind of fucked up because people that are that are like 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 you said is t- t- is uh Tim Pool an NPC? I he had me thinking is Dave Smith an NPC? And Dave Smith is why like we're here because he had them all fucked up, like com- right. almost completely backwards and upside. I mean our next guest Robbie the Fire he had him upside down too, and it's like there's levels to to what he was doing there and and he just skipped like 10 levels and a lot of people did not catch on to it it's kind of it's sad a little bit unfair but i feel like they are catching on now so thank you for writing that article because tim tim was like yeah i i kind of get it now let me let me just add real quick that that the 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 reason that i think that the three of us in particular got it right away is because what we do in the tower gang group chat is deliver drafts do exactly what kanye did with you shane where you're like how can i make this as inflammatory as possible but like still get the point across in a way that like the people that know me will still get what what my vibe is and and i saw that instantaneously and everything that kanye was saying because it was so inflammatory you're like you're like i don't think he actually loves hitler you know like like you just you just like right away you have like if you hear someone say something that wild you're like you have to assume that that's probably not not what they exactly mean but most people were just like this motherfucker loves hitler can you believe this and it's just it's so weird one of my favorite bars quotes he gave me was um when i i talking about that specific part i was like uh, I think you're. I think you're coming at this like from a Christ-like place, um, but also like a little Andy Kaufman-ish. And I know he's referenced Andy Kaufman before. I also love Andy Kaufman, and he told me 
we Alex Jones, Alex Jones, we put Andy Kaufman in the old folks home. And I was like, <laughs> damn. And, and, and like he knew it. And I think Ours. like he was, yeah, oh God, it was so good. Uh, and we just, I think once he knew, like I was seeing it like that, we both got more comfortable because that was, that was early on in that first day uh, in LA. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's constantly, first of all, I wasn't shocked at all because I've been following him forever. And like I say in the story, this is the same guy who said he was going to use a picture of the doctor that killed his mom as an album cover. Right. Yeah. Like, and he said he forgave him. You know, this is a guy who wore a Confederate flag during Jesus because uh, he was trying to reclaim it. This is nothing like really new. It just sounds crazier because he found a new way to go there with even less words, which goes back to what you were saying about language and how he, you know, he, he views language and stripping everything down, um, you know, which I think he's kind of, he's applied that to his music. Like in Jesus, he stripped everything down and made the most like aggressive, one of the most aggressive rap records, I think. Um, and I love that record, but he took, he took, I think like 70% of stuff. So when he says like, I love Hitler, it's just three words. He knew those three words were going to just blow up the world. And, and it did because everywhere I was watching people in the airport reacting to it live as I'm, I'm about to board the plane. Um, so it's like he, he cracked the code. <laughs> he, he figured out how to say the, the least amount um, and have the most um, response, which is like to me as someone who writes is like I, I want to fight that idea because I want to just write these big articles and I love language. Da, 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 da. But I get what he's saying because a lot of people right now are, are having a, a hard time communicating. Um, so by him doing something like that, as as destructive a lot of, as, as a lot of people think it is, I think it's a way for him to like heal people and uh, just be like, I'm going to say the most ridiculous thing, and now we have to come together and um, and we're all talking about it. I've talked to a lot of people about it. I've, a lot of people who are very upset. I, I think I can sway their opinions on Yay now. So well, that's let, me, a win. let me let me just add too that like destruction is not necessarily bad. It just it depends on what you're destroying. And right. and from what I sensed from him is that, especially after he got his his uh, his bank accounts frozen, um, right. I think that he he decided I'm going to destroy this entire apparatus that allows for people to be treated like this. And I think that like he wanted to both embolden people to speak more honestly in the truth, but he also wanted to show the extent at which cancel culture can actually come for you. And and if he's the richest black man in history probably other than maybe some king in africa or something um then then like no one's safe especially when like black people are considered a, a you know protected class in america to to most yep. people particularly the people that are that are pursuing him do you think that that went into his decision making process yes yes i think he said that somewhere too i think he had mentioned like if they could do this to me they can do it to you and that was probably like a week yeah. or two before i saw him. um so he's definitely thinking about that when he's doing stuff like this um he wants to uh, yeah i agree destruction doesn't have always negative i think he also thinks that way too you know um i was thinking about uh there's like i forget where it was but there was tribe um i want to that would it, when they experience a loss in their family they would burn all their belongings down with the house to start over and, uh, and, and then moving on. I was like, okay, damn. Uh, something like Dionysius, Dionysius, like uh, tribe. Um, something to that with me that resonated. Cause I also like, like minimalism. I don't really like things. I don't anti-materialism. If you want shit, that's cool, but I don't really care for things. Um, so I, I saw what he, what Ye was doing is like, I'm going to destroy to rebuild. Um, and that to me is very appealing because we have to think that's what we need. 
I do find something really interesting too, and in that he like it seems to be he almost understands where people downplay him and then plays off of that as well. Because one line uh, like really stuck out to me in your in your article. There was one line, uh, I can't remember the specific people, he said like Trump and like other people he's met personally and engaged with. And he said, uh, he straight up said like, uh, in, in the article you said, I'm assuming these are his exact words. He's like, they look at me like I'm a dumb nigger. Like that's what he said. And it's like, exactly. it's like it's almost like yeah. he understands like, these motherfuckers are downplaying me, so I'm going to use that as a fucking strength. And it's like kind of yes. fucking genius because like part of that is like you see that interview with like Alex Jones and he probably knew there was some aspect of people are going to look at me like I'm stupid, like I'm crazy. And you know what? I'm going to let those fucking retards walk right into that fucking trap and let them get <laughs> yes. blindsided by it. And uh, yes. like – yeah, I don't know if you have any that, 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 that quote, yeah, oh my god, he's looking right in the eyes as he said. I was like, damn, you know, he, <laughs> his ex-wife said he said his ex-wife, you know, he said Trump, Kushner, you know, like, damn. Um, but and he's not wrong true. either, I, by the way. No, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, they they he has said, uh, Ye has said, like when Trump told him that he was good for black vote, he didn't. He didn't take too well to that, you know, and he probably got triggered on IRL when it was said then, you know, and, and then it's getting walk off much longer than that, you know. So I think when he hears those things, um, he gets like, oh, now I'm going to double down. You, can, you can't tell him, you know, what he's going to be like. If you say he's one thing, he will make it worse for you, you know. That's like a superpower thing with him. So I, uh, I found that to be fascinating. And it was funny, earlier today I was thinking about, you know, those stories and uh, how possibly multidimensional just Alex Jones week was with him. Cause also like that comes after the uh, Tucker interview, which was like a week or two before that, I think. And then the other one, I forget that guy's name, um, the British dude. Uh, Piers Morgan. Was, when he, yeah, when he said, Biden was fucking retarded. <laughs> like that <laughs> was great. But there was a lot of people on the so-called right, like, um, you know, before the Tucker stuff, really, they were like, they're really going to embrace Yay now. He's like, really one of us. I don't think he liked that either, right? He was like, I don't like that. So now I'm going to make it worse for everybody. I think that, <laughs> I think, this is just me thinking today, like, that might have played into it a little bit as well. He's like, how can I alienate everybody right now, <laughs> even the people who are, like, supporting me, because I don't like the way they're talking about me. Because I, after the weekend, and it's just a weekend, but I think that's kind of how he sees things. There's, uh, he multitasks and like in his business and music all at once, but also obviously thing after just writing that Instagram post and like we wrote some lyrics and stuff. I was like, this guy is on a different level. I remember calling my wife and being like, I've never been around someone like this before in my life. As well as I think I know him. It, it's like, it, there's an energy. There's a, um, it's just, it was just like, almost like when you leave, I have to go to sleep immediately. It was like so much of, my energy was used in that time um, that it felt like I don't know how you could even on. I don't, I couldn't imagine being like that all the time. Um, which is why I think he uh, does these disappearing acts like he just did, which he's done before, which is new also, you know, it's like, he's like, all right, I lit the fire. You know, I did a lot of good. I'm going to bounce, you know, for a little bit and then um, I'll be back. Maybe, maybe not. So I, I think that's what's I, happening. Can I add a personal story here? You guys mind if I share? I've, I, I've never um i've never really expressed this and, and i've never really explained it either and i don't i don't think i really processed it fully until you just said what what kanye uh does and 
and I'm not putting myself on his level, so don't don't get it twisted. I just I, I related to something in that in that like in 2020 when I closed down my mortgage company and I was essentially retired and I have all this wealth and I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with my life. I also had gone through a terrible breakup, one that like I was nearly hospitalized, like I was in just the worst place emotionally I've been in my life, and uh, and I was just thinking to myself like how can I how can I start anew? How can I start again? And, and more importantly, like I have more to give to the world and I don't know how I'm going to motivate myself to do so given the wealth that I have. And so then I sold my house and I sold all of my possessions and I, and I drove across, I literally drove across the country going to speaking events and shit like that. I wasn't even like a speaker cause no one knew who the fuck I was at the point at that point. Wow. Um, and I get to Florida and I like start my show and, I don't start it, but I start it back up, and uh, and I just feel like I, I I relit the flame by destroying my my old self, and yes. because of that, I feel like people can sense it in me, and I think that that that's what makes my show compelling is like I am fully dedicated to this thing, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and uh, and I see that in Kanye, he remakes himself, you know, he remakes himself repeatedly, and he's done mm-hmm. so in some ways that I loved in some ways that I didn't really get some ways that I got, yeah. but didn't really appreciate like the Christian thing. Cause I'm not Christian. Um, right. but I just think that like, there's for whatever reason, like he has always been an inspiration to me. And I just think that there is, uh, for if you, if you're in a place in life where you're discontented, uh, sometimes it's not the worst thing in the world to just like sell all your worldly possessions and like go put yourself in a position where you have no choice, but to innovate and advance. And, uh, I don't know. I just, I just think he's going to do something really special. And, and I, I could tell by your piece that you, you share that feeling. And I, I hope we're right. And <laughs> if yeah. we're not, we're going to look like, right, <laughs> we're gonna look like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you no, know, dude, that's one... a great story. Real, real quick though. That's a great story. And it just reminds me of like, we are in a, like, uh, the real pandemic I keep thinking about is uh, one of complacency where people are afraid to take risks and like you taking that risk is what's up. And a lot of people don't, and it's good for people to hear that story and all these stories, Kanye too. Like just because we're on different levels doesn't mean the risks, it's all relative, you know? And like I had a similar, not not so much in the breakup and stuff, but like getting, uh, a job, you know, money problems in 2020 also. Then the pandemic hits and, uh, and I was in New York. Um, so it was hell. Uh, thank God I'm not anymore. But, um, but we took some risks and it worked out. Uh, for the most part, you know, and we had two little kids. We had two little kids. They were much younger then. And uh, people need to take risks, uh, whether it's just saying anything that comes to their mind and not worrying about it, not worrying what their friends say and whatnot. But um, no, it's inspiring to hear that. Awesome, dude. Well, dude, yeah. same, same with your path. It's so inspiring that you got to go fucking meet your and I's hero and write a piece about him yeah. that's legendary. So it's very yeah. cool. Crazy. Hey, I'm on a similar Crazy. path too, man, from New York. Kind of gave up a really good job. Uh, take a lot of risk. Took a lot of risk. And uh, I'm here. I'm, I'm happy now in Florida. But, uh, a, a question. One thing that I would have loved to pick uh, Kanye's brain about is, and it sounds disrespectful, but when I see people like him or even like maybe like a Donald Trump, it's like you've got billions, you've got notoriety, fame, talent, all this stuff. What makes you want more? What what makes you think you deserve more? Because when when I get what I get from his attitude is that he's like, I deserve this. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that he doesn't. But it's something in like, I don't, maybe that's not in me. And, and mm-hmm. that's probably a flaw. It's probably why I'll never be Kanye West or something like that. Mm-hmm. But 
it just baffles me. This, do you do you pick up on that where it's like it's it's almost like an arrogance, like a personality flaw. But then yeah. in the Bible, you'll see people like this that kind of always constantly either like they rise to the top or have a great fall or some, something like that. Do you, do you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's juggling a lot of different personality, like superpowers and flaws all at once. Like the ego is obviously there. Ego's always been there, especially for him. Yeah. Um, and so he's super competitive. The ego helps. I mean, he's always other people, uh, other artists, artists I, I don't even know of, you know, like people with like no following sometimes. He's just constantly surfing everything, just looking for inspiration and then wanting to compete about against that. Like for an example of that is like from back in the day, Justin Fanning time, um, he, I think this is sto the story is like, he had a friend who wanted to come to his concert, but the girlfriend wanted to go see Bonnie Vare, Justin Vern. And he's like, who the heck is that? It was like a little nobody playing guitar. And uh, he went and listened. He was like, okay, well now I want that person in my music, you know, making Twisted Fantasy with me. So he just plucked him out of obscurity and then made his career basically. Right. So he's super competitive, but he's also the ego, the competition. It also is like, how do I make the most beautiful thing? Because I think, He's like, I want to prove to people that I can make all this stuff and constantly outdo myself, which is obviously debatable. I mean, as a fan, I think he's always outdoing himself. But other people, you can talk to many fans and be like, oh, I gave up after college dropout. I gave up after graduation. I hated Jesus. You know, but um, he is constantly pushing it forward by doing this thing where he's balancing ego, competition, and like I, I just, you know, as yay, deserve to be the best and I want everyone to know it. But I also think then on the flip side, he's like, I want to make the world better. And I think he truly also believes that. So he's like, all this stuff he's doing and putting himself through is, I believe, an effort to actually bring about a better world. You know, whether it's talking about where we communicate, whether it's just experiencing art together, music together, whether it's the architecture he's doing, the way he sees people living, um, or, uh, or the, the, the like pods that are, I think are hurricane proof. So he's always thinking of all that. And I think it's like, again, I'm just guessing. I think he's in constant conflict of the ego and selflessness, which is like a really wild place to be. But to me, that makes sense for him um, in terms of like what he does and how he's not afraid to just say the most flagrant shit and lose everything. Because he said, if, I think this is in an interview with me, I think it is, where he said, um, I free outside the Adidas deal and inside of it. Right. Like, OK, you know, I think I see what you mean with, with that. Like the, a lot of these deals hold him down and uh, prevent him from being truly who he wants to be, which is like kind of radical, extremely radical, the most radical. Um, and so not even the biggest deal is going to stop that, even though, unfortunately, at the cost of his own family sometimes. Um, so it's like all of that is just swirling around, I think, in his brain. Um, and sometimes we'll just see the pure ego. Sometimes we'll see pure selflessness, you know, whether it's, you know, Sunday, the Sunday service choir stuff, um, which seemed rather selfless to me because like, he's really got a voice in it. He's got this band doing all this amazing, or then like, the, the pure ego, which is like, um, kind of like the drink camps energy, which I loved, but that's like him in the glasses and the gloves. And he's kind of like, uh, you know, doing that whole, um, that whole path, which is more like along the terms in my mind of like the ego. Um, so yeah, I think it's in constant. I don't know if that's an answer, um, but that's kind of how I see that with him. Yeah, it's funny. 
I'm sorry. It's funny you mentioned the uh, the the Adidas deal. I do remember reading that in the article, and it, it was funny. Like, I get what he means. Like, to kind of, I guess, a harp on the point that we're getting with the transformation. Like, uh, I think it was like a year or two ago. I like while I was podcasting, I got out of active duty military. I'd done 11 years. Like, a lot of people think I'm crazy. I should have finished to get my fucking uh, you know pension, but I was fucking miserable. I'm an anarchist at heart. And so it was like, for me, it was like a dredge every time I fucking hate this shit. And I'm still <laughs> in a point and I made good money because I like was the kind yeah. of guy who was like smart, had a good work ethic. So I rose to the ranks fairly quickly. So like I was in a good spot. I was making good money. Obviously, I wasn't making like Clint money, but I was making good money for, you know, a guy with, you know, the minimal qualifications I had. I was just a good mechanic, good worker. So right. I was a mechanic in the military. And like. I was just like, I can't fucking do this. I hate this. Like, it's such a bureaucratic yeah. bullshit, especially the higher I got in rank, the more I'm like, it's just bureaucratic nonsense. And I fucking hate mm. it. Like, I loved working my hands. I loved the job, but it was like, and like me being anarchist, like I understood the underpinnings of it. And it's like, yeah. also, I find it funny that like, yay understood the, like, I remember reading your articles. So like, he almost like seems to have a, like a rudimentary understanding of like economics, even without clearly probably ever reading anything about economics. Like, uh, and I don't mean that in a demeaning way. He's like, doing well, he said, he said thing. he loves power economics. He said he loves yeah. power economics. So he has read that. Okay. Book. He didn't yeah, know who Thomas Sowell was, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't but I, know who I, Thomas Sowell was. <laughs> do you remember in your article, he was talking about like, you know, once we have our needs unlocked, the rest is just essentially just like cush, like almost like extra shit to innovate with. And like, so I kind of almost understand, like for me, I'm still getting by. Like, yeah, I, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm not making way less money. Like, yeah, I don't have like extra money like I used to back in the day, but like I'm, I'm working on separate revenue streams. I think it'll work out in the long run. We'll fucking see. But like, I have my needs on lock. And that was kind of what Ye was saying. He was like, once you got food, shelter, et cetera, et cetera, like the rest is just shit to innovate. And he was like, because he was kind of like prescribing what we at that point, like what, you know, the world kind of needs. He's talking about kind of like a presidency type stuff. And like, I don't know, like obviously when we have specific policies, I'll be real. He probably wouldn't be the greatest at that. But like in a vague sense, fucking awesome. Like he seems to be like, understand like, yo, like we need people to be prosperous. That's what we need. And then it allows people to be able to innovate. And like, and by the end of the day, as long as you have your needs unlock, you're good. Because like, I think he did understand with like the Adidas thing, like, I'm sure he understood he had fuck you money and like, I'm going to be okay. It just might restrict some of my capabilities to some extent. But I, you know, I under, completely understand. He's like, I'm far more free without this fucking piece of shit. Well, he like, had, he had a that. guaranteed half billion dollars coming in for the next four years. If he just shut the fuck up and yeah. he's like, I can't, I can't yeah. do that. <laughs> do, do you know how fucking savage that is? To be like, all I have to do is shut up and I can get a half a billion dollars annuity program (laughs) for four years. I just I just think that's so savage. Like I like anybody that can't respect that. Like, sure, you want to say he's crazy. Fine. I don't give a fuck. Like, I respect that as someone with a good chunk of money. I'm like, yo, I would shut the fuck up for a quarter billion probably. (laughs) uh, That's uh, my number. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It reflects a lot of the habits and choices people made over the last few years of like, you know, take this, take this therapeutic or you take your, or you lose your job. You know, a lot of people are like comfortable with just being like told what to do because the government's their parent and they just feel safe like that. And a lot of other people, not maybe not a lot of, a lot of other people, who knows, but um, some of us were like, fuck that. Um, I'm not doing that. I can't have like that. And I'll like, it's your children. How do you face your family? How do you face yourself? You know, if you make these decisions based on like what's most comfortable. So yeah, with, with yay is astronomically out of my, you know, world as that is with the half. I respect it. And I'm just like, 
um, you know, he once said in, in, in uh, St. Pablo, I am one with the people. And it's one of my favorite parts of a song with him. And uh, I kept thinking of that line throughout that whole week where I was like, okay, he's doing crazy shit that's so, you know, out of my realm. But it's still like a lot of people I respect in the Twitter world who just are flagrant. And we just say whatever you want to say. And it's okay. Um, you're going to be fine. And he's doing it on his on his at his scale, which is just like super inspiring. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's it's unheard of. I mean, think think of unheard the last of. the last person who's a billionaire who really comes out. I mean, they don't do it. They don't do it because yeah. why would they? You know, it's like he might every he might have been might have been he might have been inspired a little bit by Elon, even though him That's and true, Elon I guess. aren't so aren't so. I don't know now, but that weekend when I was with him, they were not doing well because he had just been kicked off Twitter. But and I don't agree with Elon on everything, but Elon was doing some badass shit, you know. And I was like, okay, I see you. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. His, but, his but other than that, Twitter. yeah. No, go ahead. I was just saying, but other than that, it's like there's no, there's no one else that I can think of in that stratosphere willing to do stuff like that. Maybe Trump, but not anymore. Not yeah, anymore. let's let's uh, hit some uh, super chats. I had one that came in before the stream and it didn't show up for some reason, so I can't bring the screen. So forgive me for that. I have Caleb Fowler. He shows up to a lot of these streams. Ten dollars super chat. I said, "Ask Mr. Cashman about the corpse that danced in Hell's Kitchen." He said, "I'll be watching third <laughs> or working thirds while y'all do the podcast. So I'll check it out in the morning." Uh, appreciate Caleb. Awesome. Uh, you know, I see you and in, in the chat all the time, so I appreciate you. Drop a super Yo, chat. Shout, uh, shout out to Caleb. I think he connected us. I'm oh, pretty did he? sure Caleb was who commented on on Twitter. Oh, yeah. uh, so that's awesome of Caleb for doing that. Uh, okay, The Corpse That Danced in Hell's Kitchen is a story I wrote in a book. The first book I wrote for Tim's website um, for Tales from the Inverted World. And that's a true crime story about uh, – it's like kind of in my town where I grew up in New York. There's a, there's a, a toll booth on a little bridge, and I would go over it late at night. And this old man one day started talking to me told me uh after like maybe one or two talks and he wouldn't care how long he held me up at the toll booth he would just be like there'd people honking me at one in the morning <laughs> he's telling me the story and eventually got to like uh you know him and his brother in hell's kitchen his brother was murdered by the mob so he said um so like well, that whole the corpse that danced in hell's kitchen is the story about his brother uh how he got murdered and is for the most part told to me while sitting at a toll booth multiple times. Um, but that's that's on YouTube, actually. If you search the um, Tales from the Inverted World YouTube page, it's up there. I think it's a two-parter. Oh, interesting. Uh, all right, I have a super chat. $2 one from Watson. Excited to see Tim Cass and Tara getting together. Yeah, I think it should be fun. I was a little bit, like I said, with the whole Tim Pool thing, because, uh, like, we – I mean, I don't know about these two guys, but I know me and some of the guys kind of had a different view, but, like, like I said, with the litmus test thing, I kind of saw I saw uh, Tim in a different light. I'm like, okay, all right. He passed the litmus test. I mean, he's late on it, but he passed it. So I'm like, okay. So this could be interesting. I think, like, yeah, I think there's a golden opportunity for, like, uh, people of our ilk. Uh, you know, I think Shane's kind of weirdly we found him. He's almost like a kindred spirit I've seen. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see the this group meet up, uh, you know, see yeah, yeah. how this works out. It'll be interesting mishmash. It was interesting to see your episode with Eliza Blue and uh, Tim, Tim and, and Luke. I expected it from Luke, but Tim giving Eliza like like some stern pushback in the direction that I would have, because, yeah. you know, when it, it's hard, it's hard to like to really battle like that kind of emotion that she's bringing with yeah. like like logic, like you have to be like, hold on a second. 
and stick right. to it throughout the whole episode. So, man, kudos to him. I was not yeah. expecting. That was, I only well, saw that the was first, a tough episode, man. I only saw the first 20 yeah. minutes of it. Can you guys give, I'm sure some of the audience haven't he, seen it either. What happened? It, it became, I mean, Shane was on the episode. Go ahead, man. <laughs> yeah. It, it, no, uh, it's, I think the first 20 minutes are probably a lot of reading statements from uh, yeah. alleged survivors of Tate and then a statement of support from a uh, Maxwell Epstein survivor. And then we just kind of went into like uh, kind of the idea of like believing survivors. How do you, you know, move with skepticism? I remember asking her um, not only if she trusts the justice system, you know, regardless, but uh, my problem with a lot of this stuff is how me too oversaturated, you know, accusations. And it's like, now it's, I hate that I even lead with skepticism because I, it's a terrible thing to constantly think of like everything being fake. Cause I, I think Liza is a good person and I want to leave her, but like, I'm also like, I'm at this horrible dated place where it's like, actually after the last few years, but um, where it's like, I've been, I've been proved, you know, right by being skeptical of things initially um, where it's like, I, I, I'm juggling that all the time. So we talked about that. Uh, there was a lot of like pushback, but uh, it was pushback where like, it was more, it felt in the room, it felt more like a, a conversation. People kept saying like in the chat, like it was pushback, but there was no animosity like at the end of that episode. We were like, we all felt like really good. Everyone I think shared their opinions, but um, Eliza, you know, kept talking about how she as an advocate uh, her, her, uh, the women who say they're survivors, and and then I think it was me who asked like, um, well, do you ever walk into situations where you're meeting a survivor with any amount of skepticism? I don't remember what the answer was to that, but I think it, it was kind of like going back and forth with that. Well, we also talked about Elon and what she did with Elon, she the gave, child porn stuff, like. The yeah, she gave like almost. I I love Eliza. Like that's you know that's our our friend. But she did give like lawyer answers. And I was like, man, I just wish if 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 you're going to come with that kind of uh, energy, like implicating someone and, you know, it, it's easy to do that to Andrew Tate because he comes off as a brass piece of shit. But uh, so do I. And I kind of like, <laughs> I you know, I'm, I kind of have a little bit of sympathy towards this. Like, well, what's actually going on? I just wish she would have been able to tell us like, I don't know. Yes, these women were underage or, or some like give us something right. sub substantive. Whereas to me, what it seems like from what I know of the guy, it's just, I don't know. It seems like he said, hey, do you want to do this e-girl stuff? And they said, yeah. And then he was their pimp and and the they way, didn't like the deal or whatever it was. But I, I don't know. The way I see him, he's like a Nigerian prince pimp where he <laughs> like he was like he's pimping these women. Um, he's also banging them. And he's also like tricking the Johns into just sending money for like not fucking them which is like pretty scummy uh but that's where the nigerian prince part comes in but i just want to say i don't think andrew tate did anything wrong um yeah. and uh <laughs> let's just let's just clip that and put that yes. out for everybody uh, <laughs> no, actually did everything right <laughs> r kelly is innocent bill cosby is innocent michael jackson is innocent clip that fuck okay. you guys, <laughs> fuck you guys. Uh, I, I will say i think one key piece a lot of people are missing is like I think you need to understand what a victim advocate is. I think a lot of people don't understand what a victim advocate is. And I think this is actually, to some extent, a root cause of all problems. I'm not even sure what the proper fix or if there is any or maybe the role should change. But like I mentioned, I was 11 years active in the military. 
I can't tell you how many don't rate people fucking briefings have gone. So I've been told what a victim advocate is a fucking million times. The, the role of a victim advocate is literally someone that, you know, people who are, you know, alleged victims of some, you know, spe specifically usually a sexual crime of some sort come to. And it's essentially supposed to be someone who's a friend who guides them. It's an ally. That's a role to fill. Their role is to believe them to be their friend. So like, you have to understand that's the role that Eliza is filling. So like, and my know, role comes is to say little, that Andrew Tate did nothing wrong. Yeah. So it and, comes off as a little like almost scummy when you hear some of her answers. And you also got to add in the lawyery thing. Cause she will be like, well, I believe them. I believe them. I believe them. And it's like, it's almost like, well, do you really? Or well, is yeah. it because you're like, this is your role. Say, you know, like she can't say, say oh, otherwise. I don't, but I don't, the, I the mean, part, half of them seem like they're full of shit. The worst <laughs> part about, worst part about that whole thing is that like they spoke about Andrew Tate and then she got, you know, she's, she's the survivor advocate, but what she's doing for children. And I mean, the, the other guy, Michael Tracy, that kind of like ran through her path. Who cares? I don't give a fuck what you did before. What you're doing for children now on Twitter is the most yeah, commendable man. thing that I can think. I I got two kids too. Right. So like yeah. what she has done, it, you know, I, she could, she could shit on my head right now. And I'd be like, Hey man, <laughs> Keep yeah. doing what you're doing because it's beautiful. Yeah. So I, I think just, Eliza yeah, I actually Jose would up. pay for that. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a, she's a fucking thick queen, and I'm about it. She knows it. But uh, <laughs> fucking, uh, I actually think where she fucked up in some of her social media stuff is like when she, because there was one point where people pushing back, and she tried to give receipts. And I think everyone here would probably agree the receipts weren't really receipts. They were just kind of like, well, so and so can back me up. This random person, no one really knows. And I'm not saying this is shit on lies at all. I actually think she should have gone one extreme or the other. She should have just been like, my story doesn't matter. I like, I, I'm not like, not gonna, I'm here to be advocates for blah, 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 whatever. And not do, cause like when you do these like half ass receipts or go deep as fuck, post everything, be like, here is the God. Like, there's no fucking way you can dispute this. Mm -hmm. It's one extreme or the other. I don't think this half halfway thing, I think she fucked up there a little bit. So like, and I'm not even trying to dispute that. Cause I do think you are right top in the point of like, like, yeah, like the, her story, whether her story of being a victim or whatever is kind of beside the point. Like what she's doing now is what matters because people it's yeah. almost like people yeah. are trying to like credential her essentially. Like she yeah. could be making up all the bullshit about whatever, you know, shit happened to her. And it's like, OK, all right. Like but what is she doing now? Like right. what, what the fuck does that have to do with uh, anything? Like, yeah, did she get Jose, that child porn removed? Yes. Right. Exactly. Jose made a good like I, I wish in retrospect, like we could define her role better right because i think i saw a lot of people afterwards being like oh she's a lawyer i'm like oh no that's not what she is like she's an advocate and like maybe if we did that but still people would still come with skepticism but it would at least you know be, show people like this is kind of what she does i don't know if it would help but then again with what you're saying about like showing all like the receipts i don't even think that shit matters anymore so i'll just be like just fuck them Right. Because yeah, people, yeah. we can all, they're all of us can look at one video now and half of us could disagree on the contents of the video right before our very eyes. So like, unfortunately, repeats don't even matter. So I would yeah. just, like screw these people because what top saying is, is, the, is the truth. What she's done with Twitter and Elon and child porn is that's above all. Um, and like, yeah, I, I don't care. And like, um, you know, I'm trying to, I'm working with her. I might write a story on her and like maybe, a better understanding of, of her and her life and like that's interesting to me but like as someone who also is a father like the stuff that i've been seeing on twitter over the last 10 years is is insane that it's been happening 
And I really have not seen a lot of people talk other than Eliza. So, you know, to me, like, and I wish also in retrospect, we talked about that more on the show as well, because we kind of went in circles a bit about like how we all feel about believing people and uh, all this stuff. But, um, you know, to me, yeah, the more important stuff is like child porn shit has got to go. By the <laughs> and, way, I, uh, I want to say, people about okay. it. I thought you broke no, up. Good. I thought you had finished your point. I do want to say the only thing I would give really Eliza shit for in that all is I did find it kind of frustrating uh, when she would kind of scoff at the idea of people being like getting mad about like uh, or like the disparity between like an Epstein type and Tate and then kind of be like she would always kind of be like, well, what does Tate really even say that's revolutionary? Tate is like kind of this weird like mix between like, I don't know, Luke Rudkowski and fucking Jordan Peterson, but with some manosphere bullshit mix in there like and it's like that is such a like nexus of like where energy is needed so i can see why it popped off like don't get me wrong i think with a lot of the manosphere bullshit that you see sometimes there's a lot of dumb toxic bullshit in there but there is something there where men need men shit and that's like kind of like there's something the jordan pearson stuff which is also i guess in a certain way the manosphere stuff but there's also like the man manosphere which is like a different thing when like in the twitter world and stuff so like and like that's where usually a lot of the I guess I, I, I hate saying toxic because it just sounds gay as fuck. But you guys, I mean, there's some like dumb shit where people will be like, yeah, fucking women are dumb as fuck and you should treat them like shit. Like, and like, yeah, we might joke about it in the show, but it's like, okay, I don't know. Right. You should like love your wife and treat <laughs> people nicely. I don't know. My, <laughs> like, my, statement how dare you? <laughs> my statement saying like, like, uh, yeah, this is what Eliza was saying, but what she's doing here is way more important. I think I'll, I'll apply that to Andrew Tate as well. I don't know if he raped these girls or whatever it is. Uh, I'm putting that aside. What he's doing for young men is very important. And where Eliza was wrong is saying, uh, well, he's not saying anything revolutionary. Yeah, neither was Jordan Peterson. Neither is anybody. This is all stuff that's mm-hmm. kind of like these are all archi- uh, architects, ar- archetypes that are like just rehashed right. from the Bible or stories before that. And he's like, he's just reintroducing them in a different way. And it's important. So we yep. like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at what they're doing rather than who they're being characterized as, which is just a, another big distraction. By the way, I'm not saying at all that like Andrew Tate is like next level political philosophy. Like, like a lot of like, mm. you know, cause I like to talk about political theory a lot on my show. And like, I don't even think he's on like the level of me. And that's not even to say I'm amazing. I, I, I don't think I'm really that like anything crazy. I just think like, he just kind of touches on that a little bit and kind of like delves in a little bit. And it's like, yeah, fucking government's gay. And sometimes, and, but like, he's more like be a man, fucking government sucks, fucking work out. Like, you know, like, shit like that and i think like as as simple as that shit is like simplicity there's something to that and and it's echoing for some reason i mean i don't know it could be all fed up i I don't know i mean i've dug down the rabbit holes a lot of people have i mean Mm -hmm. anything i think i wouldn't be surprised if i found next year clint's clint's a fed but like i like clint so whatever (laughs) for the meantime we're gonna be homies that that was in my past can't we just fucking move on and let it go uh no i break up was with the fed (laughs) (laughs) oh man Where's my tinfoil hat? That's great. That's great. Uh, but I, I will say this: like the 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 delivery is what makes it special. the The way that Jordan Peterson conveys his message, the way that Andrew Tate conveys his message, is fucking special. And you're just lying to yourself to say otherwise. The way they talk is riveting. It's compelling. You can't look away. That's how. I mean, there's a reason that they get tens of millions of fucking views on basically every little yeah. thirty second clip you put out. And, and those people matter. And when their message is is not terrible, I'm going to 
you know, I'm gonna I'm going to want evidence that this is a a deeply flawed human being that should be torn down because particularly if you are giving a message that is anti-government, my spidey sense is going to be activated that if anybody comes for you, why? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it. I'm not gonna assume that like you're telling the truth or that Andrew Tate's a saint. I don't think he's a saint. I think he's probably at least was a bad guy. Um, but his messaging, particularly during COVID, was powerful as fuck. You know, he's like, you got to have money to be above the government. And then after that, you have to be even freer than that. He's like, he's like, you have to have passports. You have to be able to duck and dodge the government. I was like, this guy's saying something like that's something that very few people can talk to because very few people have that kind of money. And once they do, very few of them are willing to talk like that. So I don't know. I don't even know what what I have to say about this other than to say, like, you got to have real evidence that these people are fucking scum of the earth. And his thing was too, like, even if you don't have the resources, if you aren't rich, whatever, then you need to fucking get your shit together and start fucking doing something with your life. You're just fucking working out. You start talking to women. You make something yourself, and you fucking I don't know, get some confidence. Start fucking walking with your fucking chest up. Like these are like simple things that a lot of men just don't get from male role models that are important things that are like. I, it's just like it's ma- masculinity incarnate and don't get me wrong there's like definitely some negative shit that comes in there like i've seen some clips i don't know maybe they're out of context i don't fucking know that's like all right man all right you're pushing a little bit dog like yeah, all right let's go crazy like you shouldn't be just choking bitches and shit like come on <laughs> but like there's something to like his you message. did that for years <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. she asked for it all right <laughs> brings, they asked for it too he brings a dangerous aspect to masculinity and that makes uh like i guess females and people on the less masculine side that are men feel uncomfortable and that's fine yeah and, and it's, it's almost it's, like it's necessary good <laughs> it's almost like the, the masculinity he's trying to teach men is the answer Eliza's for on irl when she asked what men could be doing you know Oof. in terms of like in terms of like stepping up and like being like an actual man Dude, that's and profound control of the situation but like i I wish I thought of it then, uh, yeah, but, right. but but that is how I feel. Like um, I don't really know Tate that well. I've seen a few clips here and there. I'm not mm-hmm. really like into him or into him. Like okay, but I'm interested because he does speak really well. He's got a, a good cadence, and um, I, it's fascinating. But uh, what I have seen is like stuff like that, where he's just like just man, who isn't controversial. There are things out there that I've seen him say that might be out of context that might sound controversial. Um, but then I've also seen clips of him admitting that some of the things he said has been said just to piss people off, which is kind of like the yay thing. So mm-hmm. again, I don't know what to believe. And I think I said on IRL to Eliza where I was like, what do I need uh, to believe this? I was like, well, just need transparency here as much as possible. Because right now I'm just finding out about this. I, I'm a father. I'm an older brother to two, to two sisters. I want to like be there for the women and do my best and protect, but I can't just have knee-jerk reactions anymore because we're in a world where like we've watched people lose their minds over dumb shit. See Smollett, you know, Covington, vaccine, everything. Um, so we're fucking jaded, you know. And I just need a little more transparency to go fight this fight. Dude, your next piece for IRL has to be Tate. That'd be so fucking sick. If you follow up <laughs> Eliza with Tate, that'd be so cool. There could there could also be yeah. something to uh in your in your Yay article where uh he said he said something like uh British kids can sound smarter than Jordan Peterson. Not Jordan Peterson's not that smart anyway. Hilarious. But there, there could be something to like his accent, Tate's accent, and like yeah. just the trance that he has on people. I don't know. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. That was hilarious when he said that. He it's funny because I remember him liking Jordan Peterson 
And then he he turned on him hard. I think he just turned on anyone associated with Daily Wire. Me too. Yeah. To be fair, I see the name. Too. See that Same. name right there, Top Lobster. That yeah. I named myself years ago, Top Lobster, as like a funny screen name That's because funny. of Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Right. It was about the dopamine and standing up straight with your shoulders back and all that. Yeah. He lost me with the Kavanaugh stuff. Strike one. Um, oh, he's stuck in Netanyahu. The shot. Va- vaccine. <laughs> the shots. Yeah. The, shots. Uh, the, the internet troll. Yeah. yeah, there's so many things. He's he's almost dead to me. There's still a soft spot in my heart for him, but like I do go yes. after him because and, and, he's one of those people. Him? The fucking clown that? suits he's wearing. Who's dressing him? Oh, he, he's oh, yeah. like the Riddler. Did you see like, Crypt Daddy's water? He's like, uh, <laughs> what did he say? He's like, he tells all these boys to clean their rooms so he could take their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think his fucking suits are are fly. They're like he's like a like a black pimp in <laughs> the seventies. Awesome. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> no, I see it. I see that. If I saw it on like Soul Train dancing, I might get right. <laughs> But when I'm seeing him talking about Exodus, I'm like, who does this fucking guy think he is now? But yeah, I love them too. I love them too. But like he he came back from his whole everything he went through, understandably like shaken and different, and I get it. But I I, I feel like he caricatured himself now. I'm just not plugged in to what he's doing at all anymore, which is a bummer because he was awesome. But um, it is it's. I feel the same way I do about Trump. Like he he lost the uh, the pulse of the nation. It's like after he had COVID, he went into they go into these hospitals. He went he went into the hospital for benzos. He went into the hospital for COVID. He comes out and he's different. Yay goes in the hospital. (laughs) They clone him. Oh, there we go. We're on the. It's possible. But Yay comes out and he's. And he's like a beast still. So right. he's just built different. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I think Ye just is, yeah, he's built different. And uh, when Trump came back, it was not the Trump that I remember. So I think losing Twitter really did have him lose the pulse of the nation. Cause like, mm. I don't, I don't know if he's even sitting on Twitter anymore on some burner account. He's probably was just on you? truth. Did, did you say that, that he's, he's on truth so much. He's in his own echo chamber. I heard that somewhere recently. No, no, that's good though. I like that. I think I said but it. That's, that's, <laughs> was that was, that's yeah. good. One that's of you guys. No, it's, it's true. One of my it's true. All right. Let's hit, uh, hit up some more super chats. I have drywall. O with two bucks says, yo, yo, Profound. <laughs> yo, yo. Back. Uh, yeah, he just drops in with random just says like poop and we'll drop like, you know, 20, 30. I think he dropped a hundred one time. Uh, just Boris, mommy, send me news. Uh, yeah, uh, 10 bucks for Jose being Badon Clover. Yes, I'm about that thick bitch life. Uh, I'm here for it. My wife's got hey. a big old booty, and I love it. <laughs> and bring bring back Forrest Wami's account. She got fucking nuked yeah. today. I don't yeah. know why. All right, oh, yeah, just damn. go around the horn, and I want to hear three three words or less, your ideal body type. I, I'm just going to go ahead and answer for Clinton's heroin chic. Uh, all right, top, <laughs> and then Shane. <laughs> a, a big booty Latina. Hell yeah. <laughs> AOC hit me uh, up. <laughs> uh Grace Kelly. Old old, okay. old old movie star. Just for whatever reason, I had a poster of her in my room forever. And uh, she's just like uh a, an actual star to me. I respect wow. that. All right, cool. Yeah. Okay. I like the old school Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see if I got any more. Jose uh, wants a diabetic bitch. That's all he wants. That's all he cares yeah. about. Uh, yeah, dude. Fuck it. Do you really want one bitch for life, dude? Fucking let him die off young. Get a big booty for the time being. <laughs> uh, ten bucks from Arabian pleb, my people. I appreciate it, man. I see you hopping here occasionally. 
Uh, let me see if I got any more. I think that he's the one that sent me the the cowboy hat. Oh, the next oh. one is very good. Yeah, let's get into that. Oh, what's that one? Uh, Shane, what do you think about Tony Merkel's Nephilim Seth Portal idea? I'm like vaguely familiar with Tony Merkel. I listen to Sam Tripoli a lot. I'm not sure I remember this one. Maybe Top or Shane will know. I'm sure. I don't know. Are. I don't know this theory, but uh, Tony Merkel is the dude that did a documentary on Dogman. He's like he has like a really big conspiracy. It's it's called the Confessionals. It's sort of a conspiracy show. He has people come on and just. Talk about their paranormal things that, that have happened to them. Great show. Yeah. Tony Tony Merkel's a uh, homie. Uh, I've had Tony on my um, uh, the members only podcast I was doing last winter for Tim. Uh, that's how we met. And we, yeah, I think I'm actually going to be on his show next month. But um, I don't know about the portal idea, but um, him and I have talked about something that I wrote about. And I think he's going to be doing something with too. The, um, what do they call it? The mystery college, mystery schools, where I once spoke to a lady witnessed a uh, like a dog man beast walk through a portal. So she said, uh, oh, somewhere in the that's... woods at a mystery school. So I don't know if that's what that is because that's different with the Nephilim stuff. But uh, everything yeah, Tony I... does is awesome. The Confess is a really great show, and uh, he yeah he's making movies now. I think he's working on a new one right now. Nice. I think the portal thing is that he was where was he at that uh that ranch? Um, oh, he was whatever. Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker. Like right near it. Yeah, 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 they had mentioned <laughs> something about portals, like they're kind of like going through interdimensional portals, like Bigfoot. A lot of people think Bigfoot's interdimensional, things like that. So possibly yep. what he's talking about. Possible. I, I, I guess... think I think there's a there's folds to this reality for sure, and uh, I think there's yeah. obviously portals. Maybe drugs get you there. Maybe you just trip through one by accident in the woods. I think the woods are like weird, powerful, mysterious places, um, and certain like, locations are obviously powerful. And I don't, I don't know why, but the whole interdimensional idea is interesting to me. And yeah, he's doing really interesting stuff about that. So everyone should check out Tony's stuff for sure. Are you a fan of Stephen King? I mean, not now, but like his work. <laughs> as a human being or as his work? Yeah, yeah. I, I love his work. Um, when, I was, when I was starting out writing, he wrote a, uh, I read a book of his called On Writing, which is like a great book for people who care about mm -hmm. uh, writing, writing better. Um, but yeah, I love his, I love a lot of his novels. Some of them are, are just like whatever to me, but, um, I do like him. He's, he, he really has been talking about caricatures. Like he is a caricature now. It's almost embarrassing. Yeah. Um, it's, watching. it's like bad. almost like AI is writing his Twitter. Like just someone's plugging in dumb shit. Stephen King would think now in the post Trump world into AI and it's barfing out that bullshit. But, um, I mean, he, he revolutionized horror novels. Uh, so to me, that's that's amazing. You know, a lot. I love that stuff. I think I, like I think his Twitter is is his newest horror novel. It's <laughs> just. <laughs> but, uh, I, I bought him up because uh, I, I think I bought it up before to you guys. But he talks about in 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 a bunch of his books, but mainly like the Dark Tower series and that uh, that like the streamline of that series. He talks about thinnies and and that's basically like a portal. So he was on this stuff since like 1980, and I have a feeling that. He like I, I don't know. I, I wonder what happens to these kind of people because like he knows he must know something and then just completely loses his way Dude, and it's goes... real it's real straightforward. He was a cokehead and an alcoholic, and that's what you need to be creative. <laughs> and if you expect yeah. to write anything worth writing, you have to do cocaine and you have to stay up all night. By the way, I actually yeah, I, I, have, yeah. I have this I have this theory because I have always had this phenomenon because I've I've been a night owl forever. If I if I stay up a day my creativity goes through the fucking roof. Is that a real thing or do I just, am, am I like 
crazy so i feel like i'm genius <laughs> do, <laughs> like, do, i think do you have yeah no my my feeling i feel that way too um <clears throat> is that it's perhaps your um your like self-criticism is is like loosened up if you're that tired almost like doing coke not coke because you'd be di feeling different but um it, it inhibits some part of you where you're like you're not being as critical and you also feel like um like an exposed nerve to everything when you're that mm -hmm. tired yeah. um so I, I i like being in that place uh because i'm really telling you mix weed and anymore. adderall you will be the best writer ever i'm not even kidding right? <laughs> it, it, that, is, that is that's a sweet spot right there <laughs> that's that's the reason why christians fast though i mean they'll do it with food but the mm -hmm. the i think the the main reasoning to do it is to kind of deprive yourself of like certain things and you do have that like lucid mindset where they're 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 trying to talk to god or whatever they're trying to accomplish yeah. so it's yep. something similar to that. I did a two week. Have you water ever seen fast. the? Uh, oh, that's those are crazy too. Yeah, yeah. I think I did, those. I did, those. I did a focus. two week water fest, and like your 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 sensitivity. Um, it's a it's a very similar vibe to having stayed up all night, <laughs> if that makes yeah. any sense. But oh, it really yeah, is. Sure. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen the statue starving Buddha? It's Buddha, but when Buddha was mm -hmm. uh, starved himself, and it's it's a very moving statue. But um, yeah, I think I think there's something to all that fasting. And um, if you want to focus, you know, I notice in myself, like I don't fuck with drugs anymore. I had a good 10 years of that. Um, <clears throat> but but for now, it's like I just need to find time to like actually focus, which is really hard with all the, the distortion of the modern world, my phone, and Internet. So uh, we don't own a TV. We've never owned a TV. Um, I, have, I write on a computer that has no internet access. It's the Wi-Fi was actually fried the week I bought it by accident and I never fixed it. Um, wow. So I'm borrowing my wife's computer to do this because uh, I like I'm but borderline Amish. I'm almost there. <laughs> I want to at some point next time we podcast, it might have to be with a, a, a cup and a string. I'm, I'm <laughs> increasingly becoming sick of um, technology. Is it is this is amazing that we can do this? But uh, I get easily distracted. I'm always trying to find ways to to get out of that. Yeah, I think this is a good time to transition to your your concept of simulation theory because I read it, you talking about it in your Yay article. There was so much in the Yay article, like I can't emphasize this enough. But uh, I, I heard you talk about it elsewhere too, and it was just like uh, I don't know if it's just me overlaying my own understanding of things because I'm not like I like digging the conspiracies, but I don't generally buy hook line and sinker. So I don't go like super kooky. A lot of people think I'm super kooky with it. But like I just like to entertain ideas and I won't like I, I'm fully capable of entertaining like I don't know Nephilim or all sorts of dog man crazy shit. And, I, and for me, I'll be mm -hmm. like, OK, maybe it's a possibility, but I won't be like, oh, I'm fucking sold. Like I'm, I'm not like a retard like that. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some people who are. I mean, maybe if I dug more, I don't fucking know. That's just my take. I just I enjoy that. It's like <laughs> maybe there's retards like that. What yeah, the fuck? It, it's He's just a brain dream with you right now. Me. It's it's a brain <laughs> teaser for me. If anything, like I enjoy these type of things because they're like like it, almost creativity for like uh, in in a certain sense. Like where I'm like entertaining the possibilities of like, well, how could I understand that to be possibly a reality? Uh, like, but when I heard you explaining your simulation theory, you were saying it was almost like. Uh, and I'll, I'll obviously you'll be able to explain your concept of it in a minute, but like I just want to like kind of explain my like how I conceptualized it when I heard you explain it. You were kind of saying that you have like God's law, and then you have almost like these these people, entities, what have you, they've kind of or God's uh, reality, and then almost they overlaid their own reality on top of it that's kind of distorted. And for me, I don't know if it's just because like 
uh, I come from this like anarchist and uh, you know and like capitalist uh, fucking like um, you know economic type of understanding. But I heard that and I just heard like natural law or the way things should be. And then I saw like distortions laid on top of it, incentives reversed in the way they shouldn't be, coercion, what have you. And so for me, I heard that I'm like, oh okay, like I can explain that without having to go to like kooky places. But it's kind of fun to explain in this like simulation type way. But I guess like mm-hmm. like I I, just, I don't know if maybe like if that in any way resonated with you what I just said because mm-hmm. like I, yeah. I know Clinton taught probably get what I'm setting down like because it is like distortions happen like that's part of like if you understand economics and like you know well if this does this if I coerce you to do this this completely fucks up the whole thing's way or well, the whole thing's way the whole way things are supposed to be I just I don't know what my I'm all tongue tied today but like you guys get what I'm setting down. Like it just, it completely fucks things up. Like it's like in a true free market, this would likely operate this way. But if you have this one person with a fucking gun, say do this instead, it sets forth a chain of events that change things. And it's like, I can almost understand that being in a weird way, sort of a simulation theory of like, these things are affecting this. And it obviously doesn't necessarily have to be just government, uh, but they're, you're kind of making out like there are these, these, these bad actors out in the world that are kind of distorting the way reality should be, if you will. That's it. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we, in a, you know, there's a lot of us living in a simulated reality. And I, I, like I say, like in the story, I don't mean in the zeros and ones computer game, you know, Nick Bostrom, Elon Musk simulation. I mean that, yeah, base reality in simulation theory, it means for those who don't know, like the original reality. Right. And then in simulation theory, as Nick Bostrom wrote it, he believed that in that original reality, you know, if you can look at how video games have advanced in our realities, we know that in the past 50 years they've developed so crazy. So it's not hard to believe that in 100 years maybe they could make a video game that's so realistic that um, we won't know the difference between reality and that. And then you know, keep going forward in the future. And at some point, someone's replicated what was original reality in a simulation, and now we don't know if we're that or you know. That, to me, like doesn't resonate so much but that's kind of where i'm stealing from and saying like we are i believe we are actually in base reality god's reality original reality whatever you want to call it but places like um institutions like universities governments the corporate media they have overlaid on top of base reality this distorted reality the simulated reality with um any number of bullshit things right like i mean i was talking about jesse smollett that's like one little like piece of a false reality where you can watch people in real reality react to something that's clearly fake but it becomes their reality and now we're fighting that reality constantly the vaccines covid trump you know you name it good people on both sides that those are uh threats from simulation and the simulation as i see it that's something that's put upon our reality is created by these institutions and it feeds off it finds nour- nourishment in our suffering um whether that's in taxes whether that's in dividing us whether that's in making you find um no meaning in your life whether that's sacrificing your kids in all the ways we're sacrificing children these days um you know so that's what i that's how i see it and i believe like we need to destroy the stimulation and return to a place of like, you know, just, just like the natural world where things kind of make sense because everything's so absurd now. And to me, I think they 
feel absurd because we are up against this like insane distortion of like constantly being like that's fake this is fake that's fake how are people believing this like how how is how are people getting mad at me so much that like they won't come to thanksgiving dinner because of something i said that i know is to, is real right but they believe the false reality so that's kind of how i feel about the simulation and um it's like we're in a reality where everyone all these people who believe all those false stories are kind of wearing the, the headsets and we're just trying to chip away at them hopefully i think yeah. that's definitely real i just quick follow-up question do you think that the people that are responsible for setting up that simulation like i i immediately think of um you know the biggest banking families or the people that own media companies that are they in base reality or are they also part of the matrix who is they clint <laughs> who is that we can't say who's that i'm walking out yeah <laughs> i'm out um uh that's good um i haven't thought of that i would say that they probably are in base reality i no i do have an answer for that uh, i believe they are in base reality and they're creating the simulation to distract us so they can own base reality i think mm. they want base reality for themselves because they find nourishment in it. all of the resources they can get from it we're a resource to the simulation Simulation wants us to suffer so it can keep going and going and going. I just, in my mind, I see it constantly expanding, you know, back, uh, even thinking of like how taxes started, like the simulation's always been trying to destroy war, taxes, human sacrifice. Um, there's been a lot of that uh, recently and throughout the ages. Um, so it's, yeah, I, th I think the people in control, they might not all be working together. Like they yeah, maybe no. some of them are, but they're they're all competing for control of base reality. I think I'd bring it back to like a, a libertarian kind of standpoint. But first, first off, to preface this, I do believe that this is possibly a simulation down to the ones and zeros, and I can prove it mathematically. But that's a different conversation. Oh shit! This is what the, <laughs> oh, shit. the, the overlay they come come to Tim Tim's house on Tuesday. The right. overlay that you're talking about, I think, is uh, the Federal Reserve. I'm about to hand this off to Clint. But like <laughs> to me, when you kind of look at like the insanity, if you had like a graph of insanity and how it increases, it would coincide exactly with how much money we have fake money we have printed and put out there. Like you're talking about Jesse Smollett or the covid narrative or it, even the very fine people think these are all like media mm -hmm. operations that are funded by fake money. That are not even stolen from. It's like who even knows where this shit is coming? Operation from? Mockingbird, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but there has to be ones and zeros, like actual dollars behind this, and it's just fake shit. No one is paying for this stuff. They started stealing. Yeah, sure, they'll steal a little bit with taxes, but I think they quickly realized like we can't just keep stealing from taxes. They're printing money out of control. They're doing a billion, multi-billion dollar propaganda campaign, a global propaganda campaign. And as as we continue to print money and the money, you know, money supply goes up, insanity goes up as well. I feel like people understand this, but don't they don't understand how to uh, express it. By the I way, I do want to real quick say if you don't if you believe Operation Mockingbird actually fucking ended in like a real sense, like <laughs> yeah. it stop it happening, like they didn't infiltrate that fucking entity, then you're either naive, retarded, or a liar. Like those are the only options in my or head. All three. Like it's like the idea that are like, well, we found out that and they just stopped. You know, they, you know, they apply, do apply that, uh, and everyone should apply that same thought to MK Ultra. Yeah, you yeah. know, like literally every. They, if you think they stopped all these programs, like if they just stopped making atom bombs and they didn't make any other crazy weapons after that, um, you're insane. 
You know, yeah. clearly, I think we are under like a mass hypnosis right now, which is probably like an end result of what was MK Ultra, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, they, I'm like, there's no doubt in my mind of that. Yeah, they stopped too. MK Ultra because they figured out how to do it. If they actually did stop it, well, I think I think another thing is like you're never going to see an NBC leaks because like they don't have to inform them of what to say. They are owned by them. Like it, it's yeah. just like that's what they are. Whereas they don't yeah. actually own Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and stuff. So like they have to send messages from the CDC or whatever. Um, but I wanted to add to what Top was saying. I think it's actually uh, correlation causation inverted there. I think that the reason that you you turn on the money printer. Uh, full speed is when empire is dying so you don't have a choice so it's actually like the reason it's happening is because everyone's going insane because the empire is dying and you have all sorts of uh, dysfunction and tumult and malinvestment and then as you uh, increase the money supply during that period it creates even more escalating uh, malinvestment which ultimately disenfranchises 99 percent of the people and it, and it causes uh social upheaval and things like that so it's i don't think it's like necessarily the the chart of the money but like the like the craziness chart is going and then the money's following it to try and keep the system alive but the system's dying it doesn't matter because there's still math involved if you want to get into simulation theory with money mm-hmm. um there's still math involved like you cannot you you will meet a limit point at which collapse is inevitable and we're nearing it so i think people sense that they're they're fucking scrambling uh many people are just piling drugs into their system because they it's a rat utopia right <laughs> yeah it. i mean but a lot of That's people it. just they, they can't they can't face it and and i don't blame them you know i don't blame people that just go down the dude. fucking oxy route <laughs> dude i want to add yeah. real quick real quick to the uh operation mockingbird point we're making i know this is a little bit anecdotal but i just thought this is really interesting this is a i know a lot of people know me for the okc stuff so this is like okc thing right here i'll just go ahead and let you know but uh like I might not remember specifically. It was one of the major networks that a, this is like documented. Uh, you'd have to go back and watch MOKC episodes. Richard Booth, my guest for that broke it down greatly or really well. Uh, fucking, there was at one point some fed, I can't remember the specifics. I guess I'm a fucking retard. Richard Booth is not. He's one with all receipts. Go check out that series. But he legit came to one of the major networks with fucking footage of the uh, OKC bombing with supposedly that supposedly showed the other fucking like the the John Doe and instead of actually taking that information and running with it like you think an honest media would what they did is they fucking let the feds fucking know and didn't air it and didn't agree to fucking do I think he did uh, like actually ask for money from the major network something like uh, something like half a million or, or, or a million or some shit, but so like, like if you were an honest media and you had these kind of resources, this would be the story of the fucking century and you would pay that fucking million dollars and you would put that fucking story up and you would fucking raise the fucking fed to the ground with like, look what they fucking did. Look what they hid from you. At the very least, it was a cover up. It's undeniable in my opinion, especially once you look yeah. into it. It was a cover up at the very least. I'm convinced this that is they why... had a hand in it as well, but it was at the very least a cover up. This is why I stress to Ye about like if he were to do more interviews and happen to talk about Tuskegee, let's like elaborate. Like let's let you have the biggest voice. Let's show everybody like really what that means. Because sometimes I'll just be like Tuskegee and like we might know what that is. But there's a lot of people listening and be like, I don't know what that is. I know it's a word, you know, what is that? If he really breaks that down and we start to show people how much you need to detest this government, all governments, like 
then we're on a winning path. You know, it's like the work kidnapping. I mean, we just go on and on and on about the, these false realities that they keep making. Operation Northwoods, all these things where it's like, bro, people hate you. They hate all of us, and they they only care about power and greed. And um, they've done horrible things to our own citizens constantly. And it didn't it didn't yeah. end. I got to so take I'd, a, I'd love a to second see him expand. I got to take a second to critique the the people he's he's surrounding himself with. And I'm just going to well, bring that up. Hmm. Yep. Okay, yeah. good. Well, well, I uh, <clears throat> I respect their minds. I, let me yep. start by saying that I I think that ultimately they're going to lead him down a, a a statist path, and and I think that in many ways the reason you know I'm sure everyone feels this way, but I feel like if I had a two hour sit down with Kanye, I could I could definitely um, open his eyes to some of these things. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, but yep. I think that that because he he really is functioning on a higher vibration than a statist is. And, and while I think that he may share kind of the end goal that someone like Fuentes wants to see, I don't think that one, I don't think it'll be successful. I don't think that you can enforce by the state Christian values and, and have that be sustainable. I think it has to be an organic cultural revivalist type of thing. That's something that Kanye can do. Like that's something that he can really contribute to. And, and if he goes down the status route of like, we are going to enforce Christian values upon this very non-Christian nation at this point, he's going to burn up in the atmosphere. And I just, I wish that I could like reach into his heart and express that because I, I really feel like they're going to take him down the bad path. Yeah. I think Kanye... I, I, so I was just real quick, like, and I expressed to him my concerns with that too. I think it might be in the second part where I'm like, if you create a world like that or a, a country like that, you know, young you wouldn't exist, right? Mm -hmm. Like you couldn't, how do you, who defines what's offensive? You know, you know, even, even trends and tastes within Christianity or whatever will change. So I don't understand, like, if you enforce certain things like this, you will be destroying the things you've built the best. Um, yeah. And that concerns me. I'm all about free expression and art. And I would see, that suffering under certain of the policies that he talks about with me and elsewhere. I, I do want to add to that because I I saw in your article you legit are like, I think he could be president. Now I do think he has the capability in a in a way a lot of people are underplaying of major transformational power for the political, you know, political, cultural, whatever, what have you, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh fucking a game set or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like he has major transformational power. I don't think, I think it's a borderline impossibility they would ever end up in the White House. I think he would get JFK before that would ever happen, personally. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. he could win the election. I, I think it's a yeah. long shot, but he would yeah. get fucking killed. Like, that's what they said real. about Trump. Yeah, I, yeah, okay, Trump, exactly. I just feel like it's, I feel like it's a different beast. I just feel like he is going yeah. farther than Trump and so for me, when I hear these like policy things, I'm like, I don't fucking care. Like, who gives a fuck about that gay shit? Like, his energy yeah. is what I'm focused on. But like, right. yes, I get it. If you're worried about him actually being president, you could be concerned about policies. I'm right. not. And I will yeah. say I 100% agree when it comes to policies because, yeah, a lot of the shit he's saying is like, yeah, we want to kind of like – it's almost like we want to like centralize under a federal power and be like, this is what you got to do. And it's like, uh, yo, like, nah, that might not be the way to go. Like, I'm all for like – if fucking uh, I don't know Virginia wants to have a fucking Christian Christian national state, 
fucking go for it. I don't give a shit. Even if you want to consider it like technically under the purview of a United States of America and not even have a secession, but it's like a federalism type system and they can do what they want. I don't give a fuck. Like I probably wouldn't live there, but like yeah. now the idea of that, we need to have a federal government that institutes this entirely. No, that's where you lost me. Cause like, yeah. yeah, I'm, I do. I'm a big fan of like decentralization. I'm an anarchist. Like, so ultimately like I do want to break the break down these pieces to the smallest pieces possible down to the individual. And that, yeah. uh, that is definitely not what he wants now. At least it's not what the people surrounding him want. So I, I think he does want what they want. I think, and I don't think he wants it just because the people around him want it. I think he truly does want that like kind of bigger federalized power, which I don't want. I also do believe he could become president as insane as that sounds because the world is completely insane. And um, not just because Donald Trump has proven this weird outsider could become president, but um, that is obviously inspiration for Kanye. But he's got something like that I think a lot of people might be interested in in terms of their energy. And, um, you know, after the Trump campaign speech he gave a few, like a month or two ago, that was boring as hell. You know, DeSantis does nothing for me. I liked he, he did a lot of things in COVID. Like, I'll give him that. But there's certain things I'm just not. And the people he surrounds himself with, I don't like. You know, like, I think the Lincoln Project, not he surrounds himself with Lincoln Project, but they endorse him. And I'm like, Ugh. um, so when I when I see someone like Kanye, I'm just like, fuck it. But <laughs> I don't like the state of shit. And I don't think you can enforce his uh, Christian values. As much as I might agree with some of them, like, I'm just like, it's not going to work. Um, you're going to lose a lot of support. So I also think he's maybe maybe if this, if it goes further, he is also capable of change. We've seen him change a lot in terms of music and fashion, or whatever, and him being like, I, I was wrong. He's actually admitted to being wrong, which not a lot of people do publicly, especially at his level. You know, when it comes to like, you know, Sway not having answers, Sway did have the answers. Clearly, if, if you listen to that interview, Sway did say the right shit. He was do it yourself, which should have been the answer all along. Um, so I think that's possible, but, um, yeah, there's certain things that I would be very happy to see changed in terms of like this giant federal government, you know, breathing down my neck, which is, you know, horrendous. I want but to bring up one. That's oh. the only thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's the only thing that he's hearing. And th that was, again, bring it to, I'll bring up Dave Smith all day long. He was bad on Kanye on yay. And I, I would I would much rather have Dave Smith in Ye's ear or a Clint Russell in Ye. And Clint, Clint is actually on the right side, but no offense, Clint. Dave is, Dave is like you know much closer to speaking with Kanye than you are. Of course, I would much rather have Dave Smith talking with him than Nick Fuentes, or at least I would like to. I, what, what Kanye seems to do well is like delegate, sort of like uh, what Trump was doing. He's like, I don't, I don't know the answer to that, but uh, Milo's going to answer it, or Nick, take that question. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, that, great. You don't have to know everything, but the people around you should be good, and the people that we know have the answers should be better at at, yep. at understanding this and trying to be like, okay, I understand the cultural ramifications and significance of what this guy is doing, and they don't. That's a libertarian problem, and I don't know how you fix it. I would love, not, I would love to see more of that. <laughs> I would love to see more people like that in that circle. And I, I express that to them too, just like. Look, I appreciate it. Nick is super smart. There's a lot of things we don't agree on. And like I try to express most of that to him with the, in terms of like, um, enforcing the Christian values and stuff like that. But <clears throat> he's super smart. And I would love to see people having more open debate <clears throat> within that circle 
also like right now or at least as of last month that whole gang was more like to me symbolic of like the exiled banded together and just being like fuck everything right <clears throat> and yes they all agree but a lot of symbolism to that to have milo and nick and ollie you know come together and uh and then just burn everything down but i think it, it could grow i'd love to see it grow and have just more people surround him and just have like a be, begin to have a fuller debate on these topics which i think is possible because i've seen him in well in like you know in interviews i've seen him in rooms with like you know rick ross and like justin vernon and, and Nicki Minaj and like all these very different people to create something that was singular and fresh to him. So it's, I think it's possible. Oh, it's, right, just, wanna, it's definitely ahead. possible just because, I mean, the guy, the guy remakes himself every couple of years, like right. by next year, he could be a hardcore fucking ANCAP or a libertarian or something like it. It's anything's <laughs> possible, but yeah. I just want to, I just want to say Shane, if he asks for an advisor, say Clint Russell. We could say we could yeah. save the world. <laughs> that's it. That's what, we, that's what we need to hear. That's exactly what we need to hear. Yeah, the best Fed you'll ever find. All of his friends have been nuked. He's like he's like he you somehow evades the nuke, but you know all of his homies. Been I'm, I'm the only one that has fucking self control. He already has mind. enough handlers, Clint. Come on, man. <laughs> all right, uh, I want to bring up one more super chat. Uh, I mean, obviously, keep dropping super chats if you want to. It's the only one I got right now. Uncle Ted may have some good ideas. I believe that was playing off of your uh, being a fucking technology. Amish fuck earlier, so I don't know if you have to add to that. You, 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 you've uh, gone I would love down to talk the Ted, about that. <laughs> you've gone down of the course. Ted's drill because we have for of sure. At least course. I have. I love. There was one day we were taking a road trip. My wife and I, the kids were sleeping, and I just put on the audio book that Ted wrote. Uh, and my wife didn't know who it was. I was just like, "What do you think of what he's saying?" And we were just like, hmm. "Yeah." She was like, "Oh, yeah, okay." Because I was a professor for ten years. I understand, you know, I got a pretty close look at the uh, in institutions of the colleges and uh, we were like agreeing with a lot of stuff. I was like, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's Ted Kaczynski. She was like, no shit. I think I got a lot of good ideas. Um, you know, I'm not one for violence though, but um, he saw something, it was almost like he was a time traveler. He saw something so rotten in the universities like a long time ago that yeah, I was pathetic. just starting yeah. to make sense of. Yeah, I was just starting to see it when I was a professor, you know, like the, you know, 2014, 2015 time. And, and, and so, you know, I didn't have a, a language for it when I was experiencing it. I was just like, something's really fucked up here. Um, and I don't really understand it. But then, yeah, I would, I would cross his book and just like, wow, um, that's crazy. Because uh, he, he definitely got some things right. For yeah, sure. he's a prophet that did some dumb shit that kind of discredited him to normies, but... Okay, fuck the normies. I don't care. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't me wrong. I don't think up. he should have bombed those people in the mail. It was a little bit dumb. That kind of undermined yeah. a lot of this shit. But no, like, that, that part is bad. Yeah. That part is bad. Did, did anyone die? I'm, I'm only, I always I don't forget. Know. Did anyone actually die? Because I feel like there was a failed bomb in the plane, and there was other bombs that exploded. But I don't remember people. I'm pretty died. sure. I'm pretty sure a couple a couple did die because he he sent out like a lot. You know, he sent out like seven or eight, I think. So I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure one of them was functional. Yeah. I have so much respect yeah. for Ted K that I just assumed they deserved it. So those kids, I don't know. It could be. I don't fucking know. I have not looked at the details. I've read his manifesto. His manifesto is beautiful. I know he bombed some people, and like I've said before, like even if. Like, generally speaking, like, even if you're in a spot where it's, like, technically morally okay in a certain sense, it's not always pragmatic. 
Like, you know, like, because we're like, most of us are anarchists here. Like, if a cop is like beating the shit out of you and doing flagrantly awful things, like, yeah, you, I think in a moral sense, you might be okay to pull your piece and blow them away, but it's probably not going to end very well for you. So, like, right. it may not be the most pragmatic thing to do. And it, like, so I don't know specifically about what Ted K did so far as violence, but uh, it, it probably was not the most pragmatic thing. I'll at least say that. I don't know if it was moral. I don't know. I've never looked in the details of it. I don't know who he killed, what. I don't know. Yeah, so. I think he was targeting professors mostly. Okay. Well, then it was moral. I got it. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. I'm sure there's good professors out there. So. Yeah. I don't remember any of those. The only good professor teaching, is sure. a former professor. That's right. <laughs> Well, all um, right. Uh, I got hey, one. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jose. No, I was about to bring up a video. I wanted to play uh, uh, a Neil deGrasse Tyson versus Patrick Bet uh, Patrick Bet David. I thought it was kind of interesting. But mm. uh, if you got something to say, it'd be a good time now before I bring up the video. Um. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Just so you wrote for uh, I it looked like a music like a music production uh journal or or outlet or something like that. What was the name of that? Uh. Yeah. For the I, I wrote for for. Uh, is that what you're talking about? Like the review I did? Yeah, I think so. Uh, no, did you do fork. other musicians as well? Yeah, Pitchfork or just uh, like uh, rap and hip hop? For, pitch, for, for Pitchfork, I just did Kanye, but I have written about music elsewhere. Um, yeah, I love writing about music. Um, any thoughts on John Mayer? I know it's from left field. I just <laughs> would love to know. Uh, you know, I just, I know nothing about John Mayer aside from the Chappelle skit with white people dancing to guitar <laughs> in the wild, yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, I know that guy is super talented. He actually did a song with Kanye a long time ago and it was pretty good. Um, I honestly know nothing about him other than that, that guy is massively talented and can do anything on guitar, which is awesome. He slays mad pussy. All right. I was I was hoping that you, like, <laughs> you were able to interview him at some point because I would love to know. He's one of my favorite artists, so I'd love to know like, oh, no shit. like you know, if you meet him, like what is it? Is it the real deal or is it but all right, never mind. When he when he comes on IRL and walks off and just runs for president, I might hit him up. That, then we uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I want to play this video. I just want to get you guys' thoughts, and then if there's any other super chats, we'll play them, and then we'll probably get out at that point. Because I just I found this to be interesting. Because Patrick Patrick Bet David, I don't know a ton about him, but he seems to be this character who's like kind of coming around, sort of to our sphere of things. And then you have somebody like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's like completely like trust the science kind of guy. So I just think there's something interesting going on here. So I want to get you guys' fat thoughts. Bitch. If you want to get an abortion, get an abortion. If I want to get the vaccine, I get to choose. So you can't force. If, if I can't force you to get an abortion, you shouldn't be able to force because me to get Because it's the... not about you. It's about people you interact with. And that's the social contract Ugh. of public but we don't. We don't even know if the vaccine worked or not at the time. Yes, that's what the trials are, dude. That's why these trials... Have... What, are you missing data out but, there? But let me ask you a question. Are we saying only one type of scientists are right? No, we're saying that the system in place, the 16,000 oh, that signed up. No, no, no. The, the system in place to test vaccines, yeah. th there's an entire system that's in place that, that with review boards and all of yeah, it, the average that's in place. Now you can say, you can, what you can say is I, I have a better idea than all these review boards and all these agencies and the CDC. I have a better idea. Here's what you should do. And that would have made everything better. Okay. You can put forth that idea. But what I'm saying is, in a case where you can contaminate someone else, it's not about you. It's about the 
collective you're assuming health you're assuming you're assuming because somebody can take the vaccine uh won't get covid which by the way i don't need to play the clips for you to see it where everybody said hey if you get it you're not going to get if you take the vaccine you're not going to get a rachel maddow joe biden i can give you fauci i can give you fit and you've seen these clips before it's not like you've never seen it before yeah, yeah. what happened they was, were wrong hold on so so um the strain evolved <laughs> oh god I hate that guy. He's uh, a muted. <laughs> oh, I did it again. Uh, yeah, that's all of it. I probably could play more. I just, I when I watch that, like for me, what stood out to me, and uh, obviously we can discuss this, but I just felt like the the therefore is what really fucking stuck out to me. It's like okay, even if we accept all of the premises that Neil deGrasse Tyson puts forward here, it's like okay, we have this science thing, we have this process, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and we determine that this. And if you don't do this, then, you know, it could be bad for other people. Therefore, like that is where it fucking gets me is like, okay, we have this entity, this science entity that says, you know, you need to do this to help other people. Therefore, like the idea that then that means that you should do this because there, in my head. It's like, okay, even if we accept all of your all of your arguments that like, hey, this is the right thing to do for the, the you know, public health therefore that that means that you have to do this you know like, what though that, that's what really fucking trips me up obviously it, there's like a million other points to pick at in between there but like that that is where it gets me it's like and, and obviously that comes down to the idea of like that i am presenting an objective truth to you and that that means that therefore you should do this and the idea that anything is objective whatsoever in my opinion is like kind of just silly because there's always room for disagreement uh is kind of like all right, uh, but I, I, it's, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts from that little clip. Uh, I wish it was longer. I feel like it's probably yeah. so much more. But <laughs> from that clip, I'm just like part of me when I saw it. I'm so I'm so over like being angry about it. like it's already been beaten to death that it's complete bullshit. But I'm like, at least this guy believes it. Like yeah. <laughs> when I watch Fauci talk, I'm like, he doesn't even believe the shit he's saying. He, he knows it's fake. He knows like the, the vaccine never worked. This guy, I'm like, he's a true believer. He's getting worked up. You see his hands and all this stuff. He's, he's stuttering. Like when, when I come home and I ask my four-year-old daughter how her day was, it sounds like what he sounded like right there. But that's just like nervous energy because he believed it. So it's refreshing to see. Let me let me uh, coin a term if it doesn't exist already. Every, basically, every idea has already been said. But I think it was appeal to bureaucracy, <laughs> which is fucking insane to do. Uh, he was basically saying that the establishment, the structure of the system, creates a conclusion by which we must all acquiesce. The that's what he's saying. Stuff really yeah, that's what he's saying. But, but he's appealing to the bureaucracy. He's appealing to that as if that's that is just what we should do. But if you look in hindsight, or if you're like us, you look in the moment, you realize that it was all fatally flawed from its inception. And, and he's not willing to reflect on it whatsoever. And it just strikes me as ideological capture. He's a piece of fucking shit is what he is. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I despise him. I despise him even more than I do Fauci because Fauci is owned. This guy is just a yeah. fucking ide ideologue of the highest hey, caliber. Hey. He got, he got yeah. paid too, Clint. Yeah, well, he gets paid a little <laughs> bit, but not what Fauci is. No, All that fake nasty bullshit. And he makes me want to bring back slavery. He's a quintessential. <laughs> he's a 
<laughs> that should be a new shirt with his face. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson's face, yeah. bring back slavery right below is that, it. Is that your merch? Yeah. That's what I do. Um, All right. We're making it. Uh, there you go. He, uh, he's um, like the, quint- the quintessential expert who like you can't, you can't like go against his authority and the authority of you know his authority. And it drives me mad. Like I hear all I think of when I hear him or anyone talk like that is all the people who've been fucked up from that vaccine. I know way more people who've been literally fucked up, lost. Have I? Yeah. No. When I say lost lives, they haven't died. They've been paralyzed. Their brains have been turned off. They've got holes in them in their in their hearts uh like people have had their lives mutilated like i know people who had covid you know and like that's a whole other stories i don't believe the tests everyone took were so legit but um make sure you guys go check me out on odyssey but go on (laughs) (laughs) sorry uh uh, i always forget what i can't say no keep going you're um, good this isn't tim cast it's all right (laughs) (laughs) um but uh i i like i met this lady who was an er doctor for 40 years and they forced her to get the shot and after the second dose right after the second dose, her brain literally turned off she is crippled when i met her i didn't know her prior i only met her post second shot she a total cripple in a wheelchair can't walk and hardly talk i thought it was a neurological was born until we started talking to her and she was all about the shots and da 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 then she has this experience She's, she's done, like lost her job, lost her livelihood, lost her family, no, like just terrible. So I just see this smugness of someone like that. And it makes me sick um, because like lady is also not unique because I've seen lots of people. I just met a guy like this, um, not as bad as her, but he's been pretty bad off um, in Phoenix. And it was terrible. And like the shit actually, it really, really upsets me. This is why I, uh, I my, my shirts will just be calling for Nuremberg trials when I see that yes. shit. Well, um, if I was being fucking, serious, that's said. what I would call for, too. Neil deGrasse Tyson shirts way from here. Yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you think about it, you can't have these slaves all vaccinated because they'd, have, they'd just be dropping dead in the field. Yeah, that, that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Heat exhaustion yeah, that's the candles. biggest, like, mind fuck for me. Like, if this is, because a lot of people go full depopulation, and it's like, for me, it's like, okay, but you're, like, giving it to all your brainwashed. Like, it's going to get the majority of your brainwashed people, and it's, like, then going to kill them all. Like, then you're just left with people who are, like, fuck you like it like that's the biggest thing that like fucks with my head the idea of like people go full-on depopulation and then it's gonna kill everyone type shit which i mean i feel like that's going a little too crazy maybe it's legit but it's like that doesn't really seem like a smart idea for the elites like that's might not work out well for them unless (laughs) unless you actually are a malthusian and you believe that the world is dangerously overpopulated and climate change is all real i mean if (laughs) but it's just like why would you set out this plan to murder all the people that like are your people and then it's like now you're like the people don't like you (laughs) it's not just that it's like it's worse now if you if you get into like the leaky vaccine theory where people are shedding whatever is in the vaccines which is quite alarming so that's possible mm-hmm. i mean we know that it's responsible for uh the mutations that are happening which are kind of, i'm still a little bit sick because i just i think i just had it i don't know i don't test myself but uh yeah that's concerning where if if this is like a leaky spreadable vaccine or if they're putting in the, in, in bees or whatever the fuck they were doing it could be full depopulation. Dude, I, I think they're really going to put it into the, the, the livestock population. Dude, I was really, really stoned they were, they were the other day. About that, yeah. Dude, I was really stoned the other day. And it's almost retarded, but it's almost like borderline profound thought. I'm like, 
What if it like kills everybody, but the ones that it doesn't kill, it gives them fucking superpowers, and there's a retarded superpower army. <laughs> it's like I don't know. This is like like a like way too much edibles deep like thought. No, that's just that's regular. Those are regular vaccines, and they just the superpower is autism the whole day. Yes, there you go. I think I think um you know I'm pretty anti all shots at this point, but um it's not just that. I think they're they're. When I say there, I think there's a lot. I just think everyone's trying to kill us. I don't even think of like elites anymore. I think there's just a lot of elites. They're not all working together. and They just want to kill you with the food we eat, the water we drink. Like everything is fucking poison right now. Yeah. Literally everything. Crazy. You know, we go out of our way to buy flour from another country because it's got, doesn't have all this shit in it. Um, we got, you know, we filter our water. Like you talk about the fluoride. We used to eat a lot of salmon and you find out the salmon that you you buy at the market that's so you know quote unquote wild has been breeding with bioengineered salmon since the 90s that the FDA approved to release into the water with wild salmon you know for my whole life almost you know what I thought was wild salmon is actually salmon that's been fucking salmon that's half bug you know so well Alex Gladstein safe. Alex Gladstein was on my show uh, a couple days ago and. And he's explaining how the IMF basically has created this division of labor when it comes to food production. And I, I think much of the reason that we're, you know, poisoning ourselves is because of that. So like basically like it I know this sounds crazy and I talk about it way too much, but like if you at the at the root cause of everything is like the centralized finance arms of the globe. Mm-hmm. And and I know this is why people like Kanye start to go down that path of like, well, who the fuck are these people? Um, I don't, I don't actually think that it's a, it's a racial or ethnic or anything group. Um, right. I just yeah. think it's people that are fucking power mad I lunatics. Think, I think the people who fucked him certainly are. But yeah, yeah when, when we start getting oh, yeah. into the deeper conspiracy, like we're we're talking about the government, like ultimately it yeah. comes down to like the deep, the people in, like within the government and even above that. And I'm like, who even knows what ethnicity they are? They're they're all mixed yeah. up. But they're definitely if they're even human. If they're even human, I do think they play. Let me say, Shane, the the I love how you probed uh, with with Kanye, where you kind of like you're like simulation theory. You like that, and he's like question mark. You're like, oh, let's move on. And then you said the skin suit with uh, Joe Biden. I was like, yes. And I can tell the way he answered you. He's like right over his head. He's like, I don't know what that means, but I'm yeah. like, I got you, man. There's a skin suit and he has no it. hands either. Yeah, I think I that, that's, the other reason, that's the other reason we all love that piece so much is because it was like any one of us three were interviewing Kanye. We were like, just like, yo, that's what I like, that's yo you think this motherfucker yeah. has hands or what? <laughs> I don't think he has a body, dude. I don't think he's a real. Dude, thing. I, I love my favorite. Really, my favorite conspiracy is he doesn't have hands because there were those multiple videos where it was like his hands were bad. It wasn't like others. Like, it was like this motherfucker does not have hands. What was like, that? How come we're not talking about that still? Like his hand went through the microphone. No. Like, what right. is this shit? Like really right. CGI in his hands. Like everything right. else was normal. It's just the hands. Dude, we <laughs> his hand did go through that microphone. The, that's the peak part of the simulation is we're seeing it break through right there. I remember watching the, um, oh, it was the Chauvin trial. Did you guys watch the Chauvin trial at all? Like, uh, I, I watched the yeah. shit out of that trial. And uh, uh, I just assumed it was a part... black dude's fault and moved on. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> There's a part in that trial. If you go back, I got a this clip. There's a dude who walked into the courtroom and his foot goes through the floor. Right. And it's like a glitch. 
people are like, oh, it's just something that happens with the cameras. But I'm like, yo, that was weird, dude. <laughs> I saw that. So that shit I, was fucking wild. Bro, that you shit see? was weird. People, I, don't know. Like, I just think it's all like all fake, man. Dude, this you go down the MJ trail and like the courts there, that's when it gets wild. Oh, yeah, that's You're weird. Like, what the fuck is going this, on here? This stuff is constantly happening around us, and then people are like, hey, top. Why don't you tweet more seriously? Why don't you take just like because I just can't. This shit is all a joke. It's hilarious. This is right. It might right. not even be real. Like we. I don't know what reality is. I literally think one of my best friends could legitimately be a fed. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you no. guys can smoke weed with this worldview because like right. if I were in I your headspace, if I were in your headspace and I were to get high, I would completely lose my mind. Dude, oh, I, I can smoke yeah. weed with you, Clint. I legitimately think there's a strong possibility you could be a fan. Anyone, anyone <laughs> interested in this, please refer to the episode of Tower Gang where we discuss our uh, intrusive thoughts. That was a good one. That Clint, was... Clint goes Yo. off the deep heads. I talk about driving my car off the off the road just to prove I'm not an NPC. I talk about like how hard, yeah. like if I could kill a woman with one punch. <laughs> just things that go in your head, man. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I no, think I could I like a ninety-pound woman. I think I could kill with one punch. Oh, I'm not gonna do it. But it's just like part of me is like, could I? I don't fucking know. Yeah. yeah, these are the things you think out in the world. Why not? It's all fake anyway, dude. You're free to think it. This little hundred-pound Asian chick isn't real. Oh shit, she's real. I'm in right. prison forever. Shit, that person's fake too, though. You know, it's, it's all relative, man. <laughs> it's all relative. Dude, our can't, fucking conversation about Cole just driving on the highway, like, just a flick of my wrist, and it's like, I could just break the matrix, and just fucking, like, why oh, can't no. I just do it? He was saying, he was saying, if you ever drive down the road and then fantasize, like, his wife's driving, he's looking out the window, and he's thinking if he had laser Lasers. eyes, <laughs> yeah. and just shooting people in half with them. I'm like, yeah, me too, oh. sometimes. I yeah. fucked up, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But when you hear this shit, when, when people actually speak honestly, it, it makes you feel less crazy. No, Shane is going to go yeah. tell Tim this stuff, and they're going to be like, you're not allowed. Next week. <laughs> Don't do Dude, trust me. You tell, you tell Ian Cross on this, he's going to be like, oh, I got a whole lot more. To... But you're on like level two. I'm on level nine. Let's go, bro. Dude, I 100% <laughs> only reason I want to go to Timcast because I just, in my head, I imagine there's going to be some scenario where I could do a lot of hallucinogens with Ian and I got to cuddle with like Cassandra's monkeys. Oh, <laughs> while I I monkeys <laughs> Yo, her monkeys are awesome. <laughs> I just can't imagine like having like, a, like doing like blasting off on DMT and just cuddling with like a really sweet monkey. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's a reality. You know, it, it, it is very possible. Yeah, I, I, I am like, like think huh? the the drug, like the drugs I used to do, and like I used to like have like terrible trips. I no one told me to take an eighth of mushrooms every time. I didn't know you could <laughs> do smaller amounts, so I was always hitting up eighths, eighths, <laughs> and then just ball and like um, at thirty or no, it was like once um the trip would start to happen, like maybe thirty minutes into it, I would every time pass out, and every group <laughs> of people would say this, and there's different people be like, okay. You passed out, then you woke up and you were like talking upside down. And I remember seeing upside down; like, everything was inverted. Um, so I was like, I was like, okay, I gotta not do an eight. Tales from the inverted world. <laughs> no, exactly. But like, yeah, this motherfucker um, was speaking to God every week. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't like. I, I'm I'm like naturally paranoid all the time since I was a kid. I remember about everything. I was like eight years old when my mom described social security number was and i cried 
<laughs> the government to have a number on me. I've always been like that. So I can't even imagine being high now. Like after Did like you've been a libertarian since jump. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, that's born, the most basic thing I've ever heard. <laughs> he yeah. cries because he's yeah. that social security so number. I'm so upset. What a seven. So upset. Fucking terrible. <laughs> All right, I got oh, a super man. chat. Uh, Five dollars secretly an entropy super chat. I don't know what you're getting at with that, but that uh, thanks for the five bucks. Uh, <laughs> I never, I never, I didn't think that I would like, I would entropy be able super. to like Shane any more than I did, but now, like, I mean, it's amazing. This is yeah, dude. Hell yeah. No, this has been a blast. I love it. I hope I get around too and you get to come out to hang out. Dude, I, my dream scenario, like obviously like we've said our dream scenario is they let us bring a third and we can bring like a fat, our, our homie Fat Dave. So be Clint, Top Lops, and Fat Dave. So three of the guys from the great. crew. But second oh, yeah. best, I like if you got to sit co-host, that'd be cool. I think you, you, you would vibe right. really well. That'd be a fun. I'm like so yeah. excited. I'm like bummed just for people to know. Uh, for the next couple of weeks, you'll probably only see like one episode drop a week because I want to be on a cruise. So I'll probably feel like the next week or two-ish. I'm going to be uh, out with the family. So, you know, you know, finally, it's been a long ass time, probably a couple of years. So I've done anything with the family, like vacation wise. So I'm looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be so bummed. Y'all guys are going to be a fucking Tim cast. Well, I'm fucking like, I'm going to be out and about be like, I could technically when I get off on the Island, yeah. like, be like, all right, bitches, leave me the fuck alone. I got two hours. I'm going to watch this shit. But it's like, I don't want to be that guy in vacation, but it's like I'm so excited for uh, where the show's going. Talk, don't uh, even sweat yeah. it. Don't even sweat it. We're, Yo, we're guys, gonna fucking crush. I don't want to. I I actually got to run. Uh, my wife just texted me, but uh, yeah, let's I was go. just about to. Yeah, I was just about I'm to wrap. Sorry. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> yeah, drop the plug, you, man. Yo. Yeah. You too, brother. I'll, hopefully, you, I'll man. see you later. Um, you can yep. catch my stuff at toplobster.com. Top Lobster with an A on Twitter. Go to podcast merch for Legion of Skanks, part of the problem. You're welcome uh, merch and stuff like that. We're going to be moving along with that pretty soon. And uh, check out Tower Gang. But I got to run. And thank you for the conversation, guys. Shane, this was awesome. I hope yeah, I get man. to talk to you again soon, man. Absolutely. Yep. Have a good night, dude. Right. Peace out, guys. Yeah, I'll just say real quick, uh, Liberty Lockdown, This just this week alone, I've had on James Lindsay, Josie, Jordan Schechtel, Dr. Ladapo, yeah, yeah, Dr. Ladapo, uh, Alex Gladstein, and Roger Stone. That's such a fucking retarded lineup. If you guys <laughs> haven't incredible. subscribed yet, you guys uh, suck at life, and I hate you. So <laughs> put your shit together. Uh, January 17th, Tower Gang will be IRL, motherfuckers. It's going to be Top Lops and myself. Hopefully, Fat Dave. We'll see. Um, but uh, we don't have any clue. But it'll, And maybe Shane Cashman. How cool would that be? So thank you guys for, cool. uh, for tuning in. Yeah, Shane, uh, I want you to get a full on, like, I know this is just quick plugs, but no, take your time. Cause I know you've done a ton of shit. Like it was actually hard for me to like, try to like research you as a guest. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, this motherfuckers fucking everywhere. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like you're talking about like music doing fucking weird conspiracy shit, talking to yay. Like what the fuck? Like, but like, yeah. if anything, it was like all shit. Then like got my dick hard. So I'm like, dude, I could do like ten fucking uh, these four horse. Like this is amazing. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Uh, like, take your time with the plugs. So we're in a rush, you know, or you know, whatever you want to do. I'm. Just, you've done so much wild shit. You're all over the place, but they're all interesting. All like, but yeah, go ahead. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, yeah, December was was crazy. Maybe the craziest month of my life because I was with you in, in LA, which is it's even weird to say out loud. That happened. Um, and then I got back and I think it was like a week and a half later, I was with Carrie Lake in Phoenix for her trial. So like I just happened to be in Phoenix with Tim and then was there doing that turning thing, which was bizarre. Uh, cause we, we really stood out. 
I'll just say that. Um, walking around that place. It was fun. It was it was nice. They were very nice to us. But the the night there, um, one of the nights there, we found out that Carrie's trial was going to be seen. So I stayed behind, got to talk to her. That's, uh, I think, one of my even – I don't want to say – I like it more than EA stories. I'm very proud of that story. It was a crazy few days, and uh, I was very happy to write that story. So, yeah, you can find those stories. Um at tincast.com. If you go to my uh, my Twitter page, I'm at Shane Cashman. I've got a link tree up there. I don't know if that's still allowed or not with Elon, but all those stories are there. I also wrote some um, two books for Tim in the past year. Uh, both tales from the inverted world. The first book is like a a collection of different investigations from UFO abductions and uh, simulation theory. The Long Island serial killer, uh, which was insane, and then the next book that is on YouTube. Partly, and the rest is on Tim Cass exclusively. That's my investigation into the Confederate gold in Georgia, where some motherfuckers tried threatening my life because I was getting on their gold and saw some UFOs and some weird shit. So all that's uh, linked up in my link tree on, on Twitter. And uh, I got some other stories in the works now. And uh, yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to have been on, guys, and talk to you. It's been a Oh, I'm fun. so glad I had you. I, I really... Like when I listened to your Timcast episode, because I did research you a little bit, I listened to your Timcast episode and I heard Eliza like talking about you. And I just was like, it kind of come off to me for a minute. Like she's just like, you know, kind of bloating, sucking your dick essentially. Like, like, I don't know. Like maybe she's being ingenuine. I don't know. And like, I'm not saying that in a bad way towards Eliza. She's maybe just being sweet, planned up. And right. then I read your, your, the first part of your like gay thing. I was like, she's fucking right. This dude is going places. <laughs> so you. like. I really think you are something I'm like, I really am interested in like the way your mind works, the stuff Thank you're you. covering, you're all over the place, but stuff that's like, I think important and interesting. And so I, 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 am like, I really think there's something you're going places and I'm like, I don't know. I'm just Thank glad you. we got to appreciate talk to you. A year from, a year yeah. from now, you're going to be known as the anarchist Matt Taibbi. You're going to be doing like <laughs> deep dives yeah. and shit. <laughs> you're going to be doing shit I like, like that. people oh, won't even believe. So. Yeah. Elon, let me get those files. Let's Fucking do it. A, dude. <laughs> yeah, for real. I'll do another Thank one you. of these four ponies boys with you sometimes. Yeah. I just genuinely just love your vibe. Uh, I Thanks, think it's man. great. So, uh, yeah. You, uh, it was a blast. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I have the uh, – this is a No Way Jose show. You can find me on YouTube, all major odd podcasters, audience as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Tower Gang Jose. Uh, if you want to support me, patreon.com is no way Jose 2020. Yeah, I genuinely do want to have you on at some point. You, there's, like, so much other shit to cover with you. It's, it's insane. Yeah, dude, let's do it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I appreciate your time. This is already a long episode, so you can tell it was good. Uh, but yeah, I'll I'll let you guys go. I appreciate everyone who showed up. Appreciate everyone who super chatted. Uh, I'm looking forward where things go. This is a, this was a fun time for sure. And awesome. we are done. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Oh, you too.